0: is the monty show the truth in sports talk streaming when you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin all you have to do is find the monty show streaming live and available 24 hours a day seven days a week on youtube
1: and now here's monty
2: hey hey the monty show is live on your youtube machine every single day three to six Mountain, two to five, same thing. I'll take Do my shoes to count and stuff. Uh, five five to eight Eastern time on the Monty Show. As always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, you guys. They're so close to their goal uh, for fundraising with the Road Home, for Halloween costumes for homeless kids. I'm going to ask you every day until Halloween and – if you find it in your heart and you find it in your wallet and you happen to have five, ten, a million, two hundred gazillion dollars, please consider donating to the advocates. They're trying to give homeless kids Halloween costumes so that those homeless kids can enjoy a little bit of normalcy. Imagine being a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old, and you don't know where your next meal is coming from, let alone trick-or-treating or just going out with your friends. Help a homeless kid wear a costume, have a bag, to have a great couple hours on Halloween night. Advocates Donations at Venmo. Advocates Donations at Venmo. That's where you go in the memo section. If you want to put The Monty Show Halloween, that'd be great. The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates at TheAdvocates.com. Boy, a very busy couple of hours uh, leading up to uh, the showgram I don't know what the biggest story is. I mean, obviously, uh, I think what happened on the field this weekend, but Jake, I got to tell you, I, I am stunned at the level of stupidity around this Michigan football scandal. And I, I feel like it's the biggest story in sports because we took so much heat over the weekend. If you read the comments section on our Michigan videos and you start to understand the the – depth of desperation for Michigan fans to hang on to any sense of a a superior position in college football, I think that's all dead now. The NCAA, according to sources, now has evidence, financial records, as we told you, they were chasing video evidence that they expect to have in hand tomorrow from 11 different Big Ten universities. Uh, where a University of Michigan football staffer purchased more than 30 tickets over the last three years in 11 Big Ten venues, including this past weekend's Ohio State-Penn State game. None of those games, allegedly, none of those games, included Michigan on the field. This is now not a question of, hey, well, maybe did they get it wrong? Did it happen? The NCAA... The Big Ten and Michigan all have what seems to be pretty concrete evidence of a massive, wide-reaching, cheating scandal by the University of Michigan football program to gain a competitive advantage on the field. And Jake, the thing that is very clear to me, I do not know how you allow Michigan football to compete in the postseason this year and I have no idea how Jim Harbaugh continues at Michigan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering when Michigan, the Big Ten, are going to step in and take control. I, I mean, how long are we going to dance around what this actually is? Because as he just said, they have all the evidence they need. It's plain as day what happened here. And I'm just curious how long Jim Harbaugh and company continue to get the free pass because it's all well and good if you discipline him in the offseason. But that what price is that? Because everyone knows he's going to leave anyway. So who the hell cares if you discipline him in the off season? I think you got to discipline him now. I I think you got to discipline him. And I think if you want him to pay the price, you got to discipline Michigan uh, football. And, and I, I wonder, you know, at what point does the NCAA start to say, okay, you know, is this is, I don't know if this is a loss of, you know,
2: institutional control per se by the actual definition. How how could it not be? I mean, the, the and when you say that that this is what we talked about on Friday and everybody told us that we just hate Jim Harbaugh and we hate Michigan mm-hmm. when the truth is the evidence cannot be ignored anymore yeah and if you want to talk about the loss of institutional control you're talking about a football coach who has the run of the joint he is it's not even in question he admitted to wrongdoing self imposed a three game suspension for COVID period recruiting violations. Mm -hmm. This isn't even a question anymore that he watched workouts over Zoom, that he met in person with recruits during the COVID dark period. like He committed foundational no-nos, according to the NCAA rulebook, during COVID. Now you have substantial evidence, including video evidence, of a a Michigan staffer purchasing 30 tickets in 11 different Big Ten football buildings of future opponents. And you have video surveillance of people in those seats pointing pointing cameras at the sideline. And I would note they bought tickets on both sides of the stadium so that they could video both sides of the, the, the field, the sidelines. Yeah. Like this is, but like, how is this anything but a loss of institutional control?
0: Yeah. And so I think if the NCAA takes that route, I mean, I, I, I obviously like, yeah, you would expect them to suspend Jim and you would expect them to, you know, take more immediate action. But again, this, this leads me back down the road of how serious is the NCAA about this? And really how serious is the big 10 about this? Because again, we're in a time where you're adding schools, you, you're, you're yeah. expanding. So, So what kind of message does this send uh, to the incoming members? I mean, I think it's a very important time on a number of fronts, but yeah, I think, you know, Jim is, is, is everything you would expect in a schemer. I I mean, everything from recruiting to now this, this, uh, you know, legal scouting situation. Like, I, I just don't know again, what, you know, Michigan's hanging on to. That's what I don't understand. Like, it doesn't really matter, as I always say, what you did per se. It's if you can get out of it. And you're not getting out of this one because he was sloppy with, with what he did here. It so. is
2: the absolute. And and nine times out of ten, this next phrase is a bunch of BS. This is the integrity of the game. This is the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. This is Michigan knowing what play was called, and arguably what the audibles are. Like, they have it all and they're dominating, you have a situation where when we talk about on the field integrity and what matters on the field, this is what matters. Michigan is now the betting favorite to win the national championship over Georgia. I don't know how many people realize that. Do you also understand that J.J. McCarthy is now the betting favorite to win the Heisman Trophy? And I, I, I don't know how else to say it other than Michigan should not be allowed to play in the postseason. Yeah. And everybody is going to say, hey, that's punishing the kids. Well, guess what? You chose to play for the guy. And you can't tell me that the kids don't know this is going on. And this, this excuse from Jim Harbaugh, where he said, I had no idea. Are we really buying the fact that Jim Harbaugh didn't know this was going on? And if he didn't know, call him Pat Fitzgerald and suspend him under pending investigation. Because on that? you cannot have Jim Harbaugh finish the season. I'm sorry. Yeah. You you cannot. You cannot have this Michigan football team that now has hard evidence showing how, when, and where they stole signals from other teams to win football games. How do you how do you legitimately allow the Michigan Wolverines to compete in the college football playoff? How do you, if you're the Big Ten, and I would go back and remind you, the NCAA notified the Big Ten who made a statement about this and notified all future uh, opponents. I mean, think about how how gravitational that is, the pull that that has. That the Big Ten, the NCAA, warned the future opponents, made an announcement before a statement of allegations came out. They've got Michigan cold. They've got yeah. Jim Harbaugh cold. So how then do you allow them to play in the college football playoff? Because the other part of this that you got to remember is it's meaningless for USC to have not won those national championships because Reggie Bush. What, what did, did you take him away? Last time I remember they still played in the game and they still won the national championships. Best. You can take away Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy, which they have. He still was in New York raising the thing up on the podium. And it's all well and good that we do that. But what about the people who compete at a legitimate level? What about the teams like Georgia and Alabama who probably do the same thing, but guess what? They haven't been caught, so I have no idea if they ran a red light or they rolled through a stop sign or if they weren't speeding. Because there was no cop to catch them.
0: Well, and that's what I think Michigan fans should be upset about. This this is a, dude, this is not a conversation about, hey, like everyone hates us and it's Jim and everyone hates Jim. No, what you should be upset about is that Jim is not as good as his peers at doing what he does, right? So, number one, you're not as good just straight up. If you set the cheating thing aside, because that's what I'm calling it, cheating. Hey, You're just not as good at building a program. You're not as good at recruiting. You're not as good at winning football games and building game plans and watching the film to understand what the opposition has to offer. You're not as good at that part because if you were as good at that part, you wouldn't be doing this stuff. So then we start there. Then we move on to the cheating part. So you're not as good as winning straight up. So you decide you want to cheat and you still lose. If you're a Michigan fan, how is this still your guy? How are you still sitting here saying things like everybody hates us and, you know, you guys just don't like Jim? At what point do you start saying, yeah, you know, I still think you guys don't like Jim because I don't like Jim, but I still think you guys don't like Jim. But the reality is Jim's let us down here because ultimately it does not matter who's doing it. I, I agree. I think everyone's doing it. This is not about everyone, though. This is about who they got. And that's what I think Michigan fan is not ready to talk about yet. And so that's why I say, if you, I agree with the sentiment in in college football, certainly, you're not cheating, you're not trying. But again, if you're going to cheat, you damn well better not get caught.
2: Well, but, 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 I also agree if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Everybody is on the line and probably has several toes across it. Yeah. The difference is those that get caught. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, it's only cheating if you get caught. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh not once, but twice now has been caught flagrantly skirting the system in college football. I don't know what we're waiting for. I, I don't. And if Jim Harbaugh is allowed to compete in the college football playoff, it is a travesty of justice. Because you have no idea if he won these games fair and square. And it's very clear you know that he did not. So how can you justify having Jim Harbaugh in Michigan in the college football playoff? I don't know how you can. Yeah, and, and it is just it is remarkable to me that we're gonna play this game where, hey, it, you know what? Yeah, well, there's nothing you can really do. Actually, there is something you can do, and in my opinion, you need to. Jim Harbaugh should not be coaching Michigan right now. No, absolutely, <clears throat> he not. certainly should not.
0: I mean, even if it's an initially like even if the marketing standpoint is. Okay, yeah, Jim's got to step away just for now because of this investigation. You know, Michigan Athletics has the highest standards, X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. But my question is, even when he got suspended or suspended himself, he was still there every day. He just couldn't be there on game day. So at what point do we start, like, enforcing
2: the rules? At what point is a real punishment for a significant cheating scandal going to be handed out? That That's the question. In the uh, comment section, we have a poll working right now. Should Michigan be allowed to compete in the college football playoffs? 70% saying no, they should not. Where are you at on that? Hit the poll in the uh, in the comment section. Appreciate everybody interacting. So again, just to run through this real quick, we have new details for you uh, in the Michigan uh, sign-stealing scandal. Uh, the NCAA, is, as you will remember, Um, is investigating Michigan for sending personnel to future opponent stadiums to videotape sidelines to decipher signals from future opponents. Um, Today, according to ESPN, who's done some really good reporting on this, um, the NCAA uh, has evidence that this person, this analyst, he was a football analyst, Uh, purchased 30 tickets to 11 different venues across uh, Big Ten football, gave those tickets to other people so that they would go to those stadiums and film sideline signals. There is video evidence that the NCAA will have in its possession tomorrow uh, from these 11 venues where security footage shows the people in those seats pointing a phone almost stagnant, as it was described to me, at those sidelines, filming signals. So this is absolutely, I mean, this is the smoking gun. If this video evidence, and it is said to be clear, and the other thing that I think is is so, so clear, people are, were really fed up with Jim Harbaugh and his antics because it's the universities, as we thought and told you on Thursday and Friday, it's the universities who turned in Michigan. Yeah, It is these 11 venues who saw suspicious people and wondered what was happening. Not only that, I would remind you that this football analyst purchased the tickets in his own name over three seasons. What does that tell you? He turned in expense reports and this is not going to be hard to track down. The analyst uh, was on the sideline. Here he is in the red circle right next to Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I would also remind you that the way they say that this worked was that um, he would get the video of those sidelines. He would break down the signals. um, He would then know the signals when those teams played Michigan. And there's video of this football analyst signaling in to captains on the field, talking to the defensive coordinator who would then, (coughs) excuse me, confirm the call from the sideline to the field. Like there's quite literally signals of this football analyst seeing the sign come in, making signals, pounding the side of his hat, touching his elbow or his shoulder, punching forward, and then running over to the defensive coordinator who, who put his hands up to certify the call that went in. Yeah, And the funniest part of this is it's believed Rutgers is one of these schools, and Rutgers is openly complaining that Michigan knew every one of their plays. So wait, let me, let me get this right. You were concerned about Rutgers. So you stole every one of their plays. It wasn't necessarily always going to be Penn state and Ohio state. Although an important detail is they had tickets for Ohio state and Penn state this weekend while Michigan was in East Lansing. Like it's remarkable. It's remarkable. The stupid, the stupidity that this guy went to.
1: And,
0: and you understand why the schools wound up being the ones that turned him in. I mean, I, 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 you know, these, these schools are not stupid, right? I mean, football, the Greg Schiano's of the world have been doing this a long, long time, time bro. Greg Schiano, head coach at Rutgers, damn well knows when something's not right. And, and who did
2: Greg Schiano work for in the NFL? Does anybody remember? Uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. So when something's not right, I'm going to guess that Greg Shiano is one of the people qualified to know it's not right.
0: And that's why I say, like, I I think this is so much more than just the violation itself. It it, it speaks to Jim's character. When this first came out, I felt like there was a good chance Jim had sent someone rather than them just getting caught in financial land on paper because Jim's always been that guy. Jim's always been brazen. He's always been the guy that thinks he can just do what he wants and he won't get caught. And and I only ever said that because of the COVID dark period stuff. Like, if you really take a second and think about it, you understand like just how like just how upfront and straightforward you gotta be about it? So, Brazen's the right word. Like, I mean, you just gotta it's not right care word. if anyone's gonna catch you. You like just so brazen. What to are jump you gonna do about zo- it? Right. What are you right? gonna do about it? I mean, it's not un- like he's you know, giving it Tony Soprano energy. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? You about guys it? are gonna, you guys are gonna catch me. <laughs> you don't want to meet my friend, right? It's it's as if that's how he was behaving. Yeah, and turn so, me in. Go ahead. So the idea that that you would send someone on the road, and now we know it's two people on the road. It's wild. To to do this is hardly surprising. And so then I go a step further because I know for a fact this is how this works. Guys like Greg Schiano and the rest of them in the Big Ten and any other football conference. Football professionals, guys who've been doing this their entire career are not going to stand to be disrespected in that no. way. You can disrespect someone by beating them straight up, but if you're going to cheat and then throw it in their face and this was your point last week against teams like Rutgers or any of the low end, you know, Big 10 teams. Dude, if if you're going to cheat and just pound those teams,
2: you're not giving them a choice. No. Like
0: like what did you think was going to happen?
2: Yeah, nothing good. Uh, 165 votes in our uh, poll question in the comment section. Should Michigan be allowed to compete in the college football playoffs? 77% say no. They should not. And that really is a question. You guys, what do you think? Get in the comment section. Let's talk about it. Uh, We'll get to the games in about 10 minutes here from the weekend. But where do you guys come down on this? I, I think it is a sensational, sensational breaking news story today. That this this Michigan football analyst bought thirty tickets to games and gave them to people to go and videotape sidelines, and it, and he got caught. And the game included last Saturday, two days ago, Penn State and Ohio State at the Shoe. He had bought tickets to those games, thirty games. That's wild, yeah. to me. What do you guys think? Should Harbaugh be suspended? Should Michigan be allowed to participate in the college football playoff? And do you think anything will come of this? Your comments are next, but as usual right now, it's time to hit a buckshot from Bucked Up. So many people over the weekend went and got the samples. Um, you guys, go get them right now. They're in the comments section below. They're going to send you six free buckshot samples to your front door Right now, all you got to do, click the link, put in your information, zing, they will show up at your front door and it will change the way you look at energy. This is not full of sugar. It's not full of artificial flavors and colorings. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine and a bunch of brain food and it just makes you feel better. Um, I will tell you right now, I have a headache today. So I have been looking forward to 320 all afternoon. Uh, I have that little, you know, that little headache you it's get the background headache, bro, where you're grinding and you're staring in a computer screen all day and you're on calls and meetings. That's been me all day. Let's hit a box shut and feel better. <sighs> there it is. Go get it in the description below. There is a link. Click it. They'll send you six right to your front door back in the gym today. I got on the scale this morning. Um, I have lost all of, uh, all of my weight. I'm really close. I'm about 22 pounds away and I have a month to lose 22 pounds. What well, do you bitch, probably not going to happen realistically, but I have done really well losing weight. I was looking at golf swing videos this morning. Um, I was so much heavier in April than I am right now. Like we were playing golf yesterday and my clothes are falling off and I give a lot of that credit to bucked up the proteins, the creatines, the pre-workouts. Um, you know, we golfed yesterday. I ran out of water. My wife gave me uh, some of their electrolytes. It makes a huge difference. Hook it up right now, buckedup.com. Make sure you use the promo code monty 20 uh, to save 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. But again, go get the free samples of the uh, Buckshot in the comments below. or in the description below, rather, excuse me. Um... And they'll send them right to your door for free. By the way, we are watching the Major League Baseball playoffs. Bottom of the first, Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks are in real trouble. Uh, First and second, one out. And it is Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber on base um, with Bryson Stott at the plate. No score, bottom of the first. Nola struck out the side for Philadelphia. We'll keep you updated on that game. Uh, But let's get your comments on Jim Harbaugh. Let's see who's first in. Yeah, Who is who's first today, man? I, was, you know it's Monday. Like Ryan Willie first in the Big Ten won't do anything during the season. Michigan equals ratings as a Badger fan. I hate Michigan. Michigan's one of the most highly rated television games of the week every single week. And Jake puts up the ratings every week, usually Tuesday or Wednesday. We talk about it. They're at the top of the list almost every week. Yeah. So that I, Ryan, I think that's a great point. Thank you for the five dollars. Uh, B, who's been a member of the show for six months. Let's go, baby. Let's go, B. Uh, who reported it to the NCAA? It's looking like 11 member institutions in the Big Ten got together and said enough's enough. And I, I can tell you that our sources have told us um, that every it was an open secret, that everybody knew Jim Harbaugh was doing this, and it got really bad really at the end of last season and then i i got i have to believe their their victories over ohio state really set off some alarm bells and then just the way he went about beating lesser opponents in the big 10 i think really pissed some people off cuz you don't do that
0: you don't like it's about how you went about it. it's not that you beat them by 30 you're supposed to beat them by 30. That's you, you, they just know that going in, but it's how you beat them by 30, yes. right? Like, hey, if they turn it over four times and you just took advantage of that, no one's going to think twice. Hey, that was Rutgers. They played like crap. That's what they were supposed to do, and they did what they were supposed to do. But if you're gonna, if they're gonna play their best game and you're in every perfect position to make every tackle, and they never had a chance, and, and that's
2: what stood out to people, yeah that Michigan's defense, specifically Michigan's defense, was in the right formation and had guys in the right place because every play is designed to go a certain place. And once you decipher the signal that's coming in, right, so they videotape the sideline and you see the guys waving their arms and putting up signs, and once you're able to break that down and you know, okay, this is a toss sweep, that that toss sweep, okay. Well, let's go look at Ohio State film or at Rutgers film. Well, when they run toss sweep, it always goes to the, the B gap, or they're always trying to seal with a wide receiver in motion. That tells you where the power point of the play is. Where is the where is the tipping point of the play? They want to seal that edge with a a, a receiver in motion here. And then you're gonna, you're probably gonna move a guard that like you're gonna know exactly what they're gonna do. And you're going to be able to stack and likely have a linebacker fill. Yeah. And that's what Michigan was doing. They were beating the lesser teams in the league. Then they beat Ohio state two years in a row. Like the other schools are the ones who turn them in. There's no doubt. And much to your point, pretty much now everybody knows they were unable to scout the college football playoff the last two years. So what happened? They got boat raced. They got beat very badly. Funny how it demoralizes your kids when they don't have the advantage of knowing the play that's coming. Cause
0: in. think about how much that would change your process as a coaching staff to
2: think about your how team. much that would change your confidence as a linebacker or a safety or a corner knowing, okay, Marvin Harrison jr. Is getting this ball Jackson Smith and Jigba is getting this ball. I know that. So I know exactly where I'm supposed to run to because it, it let's say that it's a go route for Marvin Harrison jr. You'll just watch his last 50 go routes. So you'll know that they always run that up the seam, right? Or, hey, he always runs the boundary and they throw it short. So now you're not going to play it over the top. What are you going to do as a corner? You're going to play it to his back shoulder. So do you ever have to turn around and look for the ball? Well, you don't really. And then when he when you see his eyes go up, then you just turn around and run to his back shoulder or you put your arm out to his back shoulder. It's a massive advantage. Yeah. It's not a small advantage because when you know the play, then you can isolate each player and each call for the players that get the ball. It gives you a huge advantage. Now, you still got to be there and make the play, but when you know what's coming and where it's coming and how they're going to do it and what the guard and the tackle are doing and what the wide receiver is going to do. It
0: robs your opposition of their athletic advantage.
2: Yes, it's it's remarkable to me. It's absolutely remarkable. All right, who's first in today? Let me go all the way back to the top. Wow, you guys in the comments today, amazing. Appreciate you very much. Let's see. First one in. Shayner was first one in. What's up? Gumby fresh out. What's up? LV Seminole, what's up? He says 40,000 subs. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Almost at 41, you guys. If you're not a subscriber, one, you can't comment. But please, if you're thinking about subscribing, please give us a a, a thumbs up. Everybody hit the like button. And everybody, subscribe. We're trying to get to 50,000 by January 1st. So let's hook that up. Uh, Shayner yes, I agree. It's amazing. Uh, big Blue Horses. It's called football cannibalism. Pac-12 does it every year. Well, and I think that's a really, that's a really interesting point because one of the things we need to start mixing in here is Lincoln Riley failing USC. I don't want to hear any more slander of Kyle Whittingham and Utah football. Because I'm at the point, and I know that that I have, I have been accused of being a Utah football fan. I'm a fan of Kyle Whittingham. There is no question about that. Let me state it right now. I love the guy. He's a really good human being, a damn good football coach. And it's awfully difficult once you know him a little bit. And I wouldn't say I know him, but I've covered him long enough to know that he's a good dude who you want to root for. And he did it again. He did it again. Thanks. He beat Lincoln Riley again. And it's time to stop talking about Lincoln Riley being the golden child of the Pac-12 because the best coach in this conference right now is Kyle Whittingham, and I think it's by a lot. And I don't know necessarily that it's 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 not probably level-headed to say that Lincoln Riley is failing USC. I think the climb talent-wise from what he was handed is pretty steep. But here's what I know. Utah is one of the best teams in the country. Utah is, in my opinion, going to again compete without their best quarterback, Cam Rising, who's out for the year, without Brant Keithy, one of the best tight ends in the country, maybe the best, out for the year. You're going to compete for a Pac-12 championship without arguably your two best players. And now, arguably your best linebacker and Lander Barton, out for the year. And you still beat SC's ass. That's saying something, and it wasn't altitude or temperature. That game was in Los Angeles at the Coliseum. Let me say it again: you still beat USC's ass. I'm for real because Kyle Whittingham's a dog. He's a bad dude. He's an ass kicker and a fantastic coach with a really good process in place. And Jake, I just don't think Kyle Whittingham gets the credit he deserves.
0: No, and and I think that you know this this loss by USC. You know, I, I, I felt like was just Utah being better. Like, Utah outcoached Lincoln and his staff. I, I, I'm i talking about scheme. I'm talking about tackling technique. Uh, I'm talking about just instinctual football. Like, like, you could see on that final drive where Bryson Barnes takes that huge shot, looks a little woozy getting up, that this team was never going to quit and not get in field goal position. You could tell that this team believed they could win the game just the same way you could tell that USC's defense knew they were losing this game. And that's what really stood out to me about this game is that the confidence was there even without all your best talent, which tells me Kyle Whittingham is in fact a hell of a head coach. Not that I ever really doubted that, but I just think when you see him do things like this and really you know, close that gap, right? Because that was the conversation going into this game. Hey, you know, no Cam Rising, no Brand Keithy, missing key contributors in other areas. How, how, how are they going to have any chance? And then what does Kyle Whittingham do? Kyle Whittingham takes his ass to work, comes up with a game plan that beats USC, and now we get to sit here on Monday and listen to Lincoln Riley right. make excuse after excuse in the game. So... It, it It is truly every single year, and SC's lucky. They're going to the Big Ten. Kyle Whittingham's going to the Big 12. So these two won't see each other for a little while, but if Witt is right with what he said earlier in the season, that one day, hey, we're going to be in the same conference as UCLA, these two will match up again, and I would hope by then Lincoln Riley's recruited long enough to have level footing in terms of talent. And to have figured out a process that prepares this team. Because I just don't think he was ready. I think they walked in there thinking that they were way more talented. That Utah wasn't going to stand a chance. That that they were just better. And uh, once again, you were not better. And that's what I think is so difficult to handle.
2: Yep, totally agree. Update for you in the NLCS Game 7. Tommy Pham uh, has taken Aaron Nola deep. Uh, it is nothing Arizona in the top of the second. The uh, Diamondbacks... Uh, we're able to uh, slither. Let's see, let's see what, what he did it. there because it's Snakes, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. Oh, boy, is it 2 nothing? It is nothing. Arizona as they have hit another home run now. Boy, how about Nola getting beat up a little bit here? He cruised through the first, um, striking out all three, and now he has got nobody out in the second inning, and he's given up back-to-back jacks. Uh, to FAM and Gurriel, Lourdes Gurriel with a rocket to left, so it is now two nothing, Arizona over Philadelphia. Boy, this is gonna be. This is what you love about the NLCS, man. This is what you love. This is going to be. This is going to be pretty good. This will be pretty pretty good. All right, let's get your thoughts. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, I see everybody jumping on board. Uh, should Michigan be banned from the postseason? And should Jim Harbaugh um, be suspended pending the outcome of this investigation? There is a poll question in the comments section, uh, where the yes uh, is getting beaten thoroughly by the no. Should Michigan be allowed to compete in the college football playoff? Seventy-three percent of almost three hundred votes say no, they should not.
0: Yeah, and I just don't know how. If you, if you're someone who voted yes, I'd love to hear your logic. I mean, I I don't understand you know, how we're going to reward them with that opportunity after what's gone on.
2: Yeah, I agree. And
0: it's no longer our opinion that that's what's gone on. It's it's fact.
2: Yep. Mike Smith, how are you? Um, Good weekend for for West Virginia. No, it wasn't. (coughs) The mullet gotcha. Uh, Jim needs a good swift kick to the front and back of his khakis. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people agree with you on that. Uh, the rest of the Big Ten, Chad says schools, actually the, the Big Ten schools are going are trying to contact this guy to get his information. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think next year things are going to change. Um, let's see. Monty Musgrove says should be fired, and Michigan not allowed in the playoff for a bowl. Agreed. I would agree with that. Uh, Christopher Shannon Dabo needs to consult with Harbaugh. Yeah, I. I I just think Dabo is not Dabo's not willing to play the game the way everybody else is playing the game.
3: It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. Which
2: is portal and recruiting, and he's he's ripping his fans now. Like I, I don't know what he is doing. Yeah. I really don't. Um, Jay says, maybe trade Neil Brown for Harbaugh. Yeah, I don't know about that. What's up, big bro? Uh, Leslie A. Hill. Didn't they try this against TCU? No, they didn't no. because they don't have advance notice who they're playing in the college football playoff in enough time to send somebody to a game and then scout them now i guess you could throw a wide array of games out there but you know it takes a long time to decipher signals to break down signals yeah i mean a long time so they you just don't have time to pull off an operation of that scope uh, B says, uh, who bankrolled 30 tickets? There's no way he paid for it based on his salary. But that's the point.
0: That's the point,
2: sir. That, that's why it's very difficult. Uh, boy, Aaron Nola is getting shelled. As now it's going to be 3 nothing, Arizona. As Evan Longoria doubles to the gap and left. And now I think you got to start talking about taking Nola out. Which is bad because he's in my prize picks today. Our prize picks. We um i need aaron nola to get six strikeouts and he's got three in the first none in the second so uh we're not looking good we're not looking good here boys we're we're in a bad way uh three nothing arizona top of the second we'll keep you updated on that um joel says i'm going to be bucked up tonight yeah you see so see what he did there so it's like it's bucked up because bucked
0: up energy right but then it's like, hey, I'm going to be effed up tonight, and he just swapped it out with bucked up.
2: Okay. All right. What's up, Cam Harrison? Good to see you. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, D-backs better win. Love when small, irrelevant baseball clubs win. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vorlon Angel. What's up, Vorlon? Uh, Those tickets uh, to Ohio State, Penn State were expensive. The paper trail is there.
0: It, what's so funny I to mean, me is, why didn't you just
2: go on credentials?
0: If you were going to do this, go on credential. Because he didn't go himself. No, I
2: know Jim didn't go himself. No, the analyst didn't go himself. He gave the tickets to other people, essentially understand the scope of this guy's operation. He bought 30 tickets to 30 games in 11 different Big Ten venues, football stadiums, gave them to people, one on each side of the field, and had them videotape the sidelines Michigan never played in any of those games. So it was clearly for the purpose of videotaping those sidelines and stealing their signals. Yeah. he, The analyst never bad went system. to games.
0: It's a bad system.
2: It's brilliant if you pay him under the table. It's brilliant if you don't boat race Rutgers every single snap of the football. Yeah, you, the, but
0: here's my thing. The only reason I run like... The credential idea out there, or a different way, is because you created a paper trail. That's that's cheating 101. You can't have a paper trail of how you got access into the game. You, I, in case anybody forgot, you, you're literally on staff at Michigan. Okay, so hey, staffers can't go to these games. We got to find another way to do that. Okay, so you really thought the right idea was to go ahead and jump on Ticketmaster, go and jump on you know some dude at their ticket office to get these, and then like. What like that just doesn't make any sense. Like None it, it, whatsoever. it links you directly to the activities of these people. You have no out to say, yeah, we didn't, we don't know those people. Those are complete strangers. We never paid these people. Right. I mean, to your point, at least do it with cash under the table, but you didn't even do that.
2: Yeah. There has to be a way where you could have used students. You could have used somebody to do something other than, Hey, let's all just go, you know, yeah. Buy 30 tickets and hand them to two people to, like it's really stupid. Yeah. It's really stupid. Uh John Teal makes me question what happened when the Ravens and Niners played in the Super Bowl. Remember the power outage at halftime? It was a power outage.
0: Yeah, that has nothing to do with it. I, this I here, don't, bro.
2: I don't think it is, I don't think it's at all related. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I worked, I covered the 49ers when that happened and they didn't execute plays. They had the Ravens beat and they simply couldn't make a throw at the goal line. So I don't think that has anything to do with that. Uh, Zach Slater for $5. Afternoon, boys. How screwed by the refs were the Hawkeyes this past Saturday? If you guys didn't see it. Iowa State, or excuse me, the Iowa Hawkeyes. He said go Cyclones. That's why I said Iowa State. The Iowa Hawkeyes get a defensive stop. The ball is punted to Iowa. And it's not a great kick. It's one of those kicks that bounces, and the kick returner is telling people, there it is, there it is, stay away, there it is. Then there's a window for him to catch the ball, and he ran it all the way back to win the game. No flags, no whistles, nothing. Ran it back all the way. Yeah, until they said that he signaled a fair catch with his left hand. Oh, and I've watched this thing a thousand ways to Sunday. Jake and I sat here going blind on it today, trying to figure out. Um, yeah, we don't see a fair catch signal. They said that he essentially committed illegal touching because he signaled a fair catch and then ran it back which obviously you're well aware is not right. So they lose 12-10 on a play that happens every single game multiple times Mm -hmm. where you have a bad punt and you have the punt returner who's coached to point at the football because the guys coming to block for you are running with their gunners and you're pointing at so if there's a, if the ball's right there and a guy's running towards you, he can't see it. So you point at it and he runs that way. Never had his hand up here. It was always here.
0: Yeah. And that's what I don't understand is like, wow, I, 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 I like there, there has to be, and if there's not, I can't believe, it, but there has to be some type of definition around what, what defines a fair catch signal because This nonsense where he's – and he's running east to west, right, horizontally across the field because this was not a good kick. Not at all. Nothing with the right arm, all the left arm. And he's pointing and doing what they do. And I don't know. He was not vertical with the arm. It was horizontal. I don't know how you you as an official have no whistle during the play, no flag during the play. Nothing that says this was a fair catch. And then after the play, you're saying it was a fair catch because of what? That's what I
2: don't understand here. I I don't get it at all. And it's a little surprising to me that you have to, you just have to shake your head, you know, because you're you're playing in a game of, of significant consequence and you are not allowed to execute. And it happened multiple. Like the the Philadelphia Eagles were handed a win this weekend, mm-hmm. handed a win multiple times. Absolutely handed a win, and never nobody said anything on a face mask. Like a multiple. Like come on, come on. Like it, it is. It is remarkable to me. Yeah, I, I I don't even get me started. The
0: the verbiage just so. Just to put this out there, the verbiage on a fair catch is extending one hand only clearly above their head and waving that hand from side to side of their body more than once. That is the definition of a fair catch signal. So in like there's no way around it. He did not single signal fair catch by rule. So, I'm I'm with you.
2: I, I think you guys got screwed over on Lance, that. Uh, Lance Johnson for $5. Should Ollie Gordon be in New York for the heist? No. Shouldn't he? I don't know how many different ways to explain this. Shouldn't he have to lead the Big 12 in rushing? Like Everybody's got this boner for, for Ollie Gordon. He's having a good year, but he's behind Brooks, Bailey, both Brooks, right? Because... You're you're behind Taj Brooks and Jonathan Brooks at Texas. You're not even top of the Big 12. Yeah. And I I get it. Everybody gets excited because a kid has big games. At least let him catch the top of the Big 12 first. Then maybe we can crown him the best running back who's ever lived. And I'm I'm so tired of hearing about how Ollie Gordon is Barry Sanders. No, he's not. No, no, he's not. He never had Barry Sanders numbers. He's not anything like Barry Sanders. He's not anything like. Why are we doing this with Ollie Gordon? With all due respect, he, he's look at the opponents that they've that they, that he's done this to. You guys, it's not. Sorry, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kowtow to a guy who, yes, he's having a good year, but he's what fourth or fifth in the Big Twelve. He's fourth in the Big Twelve. Behind three better running backs, like does that not? How come we're not? How come we're not pushing for Taj Brooks to be in New York for the Heisman? Where where's where's that with 896 yards and six touchdowns and you know he's he's you know what running the ball? He's getting 20 carries a game. What I, I it's unbelievable. Wow, what a performance by Taj Brooks. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Ollie Gordon's going to win the Heisman Trophy. It's the best running back I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> in the history of like, I, I just don't get it. I, I I'm assuming, Lance, that you're an an Oak State fan. You must be. Because nobody else is calling for Ollie Gordon to be in New York. Yeah. Now, I think it's ridiculous that, that JJ McCarthy would be there. Like, I, I think he is. He is JJ McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, is the betting favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. How? Yeah. How? Uh, time to consider miking up uh, the college football QB helmets. Go Cougars! One more for bull eligibility. Yeah, we talked about this at length on Thursday and Friday. This all goes away if you have if you have communication in the helmet on defense and offense. Yeah, like you've had for 15 years, I think it is, in the NFL. It it just goes away, I mean, you guys understand that. It, all it takes is a simple system of a speaker, a one-way speaker from the head coach or the offensive coordinator to the quarterback, and it's done. It's not it, rocket science. It's man. in every professional league. It's it's not expensive. Why why is the NCAA not done that yet? That that's what is truly confounding to me. Uh, Matt Ritson, how about Michigan state before game trivia on the message board? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how many people saw that. Um, Hitler was the, (laughs) was the subject of a trivia question. So basically what happened was Michigan state pays a company to put together a video that is just trivia questions and it rolls the trivia questions to burn time so that you have something to look at. A Michigan staffer is paid to watch that entire video. That person chose not to do that. They watched about five minutes of it and now they're out of a job because of it. Um. Because there's a question on whether or not Jerkface, where where is Jerkface's original, where where is he from? Where was he born? I think is the question. And somehow, some way, somebody thought that would be appropriate. Mm. And I'm just like, are you serious, dude? <laughs> how does that even happen? How does that e- how does that even become a thing? I don't know. Uh, Jim Choi, what's the rule at NFL about um site scouting? Sign scouting, I would guess that means. Do you mean like advanced scout? Nobody, there's no reason to. Advanced scout. You guys understand why it's illegal in college, right? They stop sending advanced scouts to football games to save money. It has nothing to do with sign stealing. And, and I, I, a lot of people have gotten this twisted. There is nothing wrong with going to a stadium to scout a team in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, it's illegal in college football because they don't want to spend the money to do it. And so instead of spending the money on that, what are they doing? They all spend the money on incredibly advanced video technology so that they send you every play from like 8,000 different angles. So there's no reason to go to the game and scout players. So that's basically what happens across football because it's very, I don't think people understand that it's hours and hours and hours. And really in the NFL, you have guys whose only job is to break down film into quadrants and sections. Every every play from this running back, every go route from that running back, every passing caught, every A gap, every B gap, like every play, every formation for every player. What does the guard do? How do they zone block? How do they pull? Like every player, every formation, every play. And it's all sent to the team's. In advance. And they have film people who break that film down. So on the Sunday night, it's all loaded into iPads. And, or really, I think, isn't it Microsoft Surface? It's uh, the Surface that the uh, coaches throw around. Sunday night, they're all already on to the next week. Yeah. And all the film is cut and it's delivered to the players and the coaches. So that Sunday night, they're already watching film. Yeah. Monday and in the NFL, just to be clear, Monday is a work day. Tuesday is the league-wide off day for players, and then Wednesday is video and uh, video and first offensive installs. So, it's a it's a big production. Yeah. So why you would ever want to go to a venue to watch a football game is beyond me. Yeah. That's the part of this that is so stupid. He didn't go by himself. He sent people. He bought. 30 games and sent people to those games to videotape sidelines,
0: which speaks to (laughs) Jim Harbaugh's
2: inability to scheme. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. It's, it's wild to me. RB says, uh, their penalty should be, uh, way worse than USC sanctions. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't Brady cook. Every action has a consequence. They need to fire Jim and they should, uh, be punished for what they did. They should be, I agree a hundred percent. um, Stu bedazzle this is a really interesting story gonna make for a good documentary yes it will 100 yes it will and,
0: and i just i'm so like fixated on this concept of this video technology and you didn't need to do this I, it, it it truly is like like what did you think you were going to get out of sending someone that you couldn't get on film Gosh. like that's that's why i keep saying Hey, Jim, you're not as good as your peers at what you do because if you were, you never would have thought you needed to do this. Yeah. Like, what, like, and again, it's your point from early last week when the story first broke. Hey, when did all this start? Oh, that's right. Right after you beat Ohio State a couple times, right? So you knew you were on the hot seat. You got desperate. You panicked and you did something stupid that now is going to cost you your job. That's what this
2: is. Understand that. That's exactly what it is. It's it's greed at its finest. It is greed at its finest. All right. Let's wrap up the poll. Uh, Almost 400 votes, 350 something votes. uh, And the final tally is in Uh, 356 votes. Excuse me. 73% say no. Michigan should not be allowed to participate in the college football playoff. Yeah. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. One hundred percent Cleveland rocks. Miles Garrett is clearly the best defensive player in the NFL. Eh, I don't know about that. He won the game single handedly. How about K-State destroying TCU with two quarterbacks? Well, I think Will Howard showed that he could throw the football again. Miles Garrett's not the best defensive player in the NFL.
0: No, I think he's one of the best D linemen in the NFL. You know, he edge, is edge guys, he's you know. a
2: very good player.
0: I, I, I think he's been, I think everyone's saying that now because they're moving him around the defensive line well, this
2: year, which they weren't doing. And everybody before. is showing the videos and they're, they're yeah. he's getting his run, but there is no question. TJ Watt is the best defensive player in the NFL. In my, in my opinion. And I know I'm not the only one saying that and it's not groundbreaking. And, but it, there's, there is no doubt in my mind. Uh, Dominic Lombardo gives us $2. Thank you for that. Very much appreciated here on the Monty Show. Uh, coming up in four minutes, we're going to run you through all the biggest uh, games of the weekend. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll happily talk about all of that. Um, Jim Choi also says if there if this was a Pac-12 school, the season would already have ended. But not in the SEC or the Big Ten. No, because all they care about is winning games in major major comp. They want They don't care about in the Pac-12, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to find a way to be, but mm-hmm. you know, I just shouldn't um, let's see. Jeremy Callahan. The problem isn't Will Howard's throwing as much as who he has to throw it to or the lack thereof. Well, he's made uh, some really, you go back and look at each, each of his interceptions. He told us this on the show. There are just some throws he knows he shouldn't do. He shouldn't make. And yet he still continues. Your left fielder's about to hit dude. To, oh my God. left fielder's up update update the Ka-
0: phillies have answered with a run.
2: Kyle Schwarber in the box. 3 to 1.
0: Brandon Marsh is a winner for me tonight on prize picks again. Shut up, Jake.
2: 3 to 1 Arizona <laughs> over Philadelphia in the bottom of the second. <laughs> <laughs> Two out and a runner on third for on, uh, Kyle Schwarber um who is should be a Chicago Cub for life. Uh but he is he is one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. Mm -hmm. So, and this is where you get in trouble. If you're Arizona, Merrill Kelly's got to get Kyle Schwarber right here, because when, when you allow the momentum in this lineup to roll, I I mean, you're back to the top and it's a very difficult place to live your life. Oh Uh, boy. Merrill Kelly is getting the edges. He is getting the edges and that's, yeah. Stuff. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. Um, Mike Smith, Micah Parsons got four sacks this weekend at a local grocery store. They didn't, they didn't play. Right. Uh Jeremy Callahan, no Malik Knowles, no Cade Warner, and feeling like he was he has to force it too much. I totally disagree. I think from what hey man, from what Will Howard told us, they just did the from a quarterback perspective, that's an excuse. Yeah, it, it just is.
0: You're Yeah, is it easier on you when you have more talented guys doing a job? Of course. But that doesn't mean that you should make ill-advised throws in a double coverage multiple times against Oklahoma State and think good things are going to happen.
1: Because they're not.
0: they're not going to
2: happen. So I don't – yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. But that's just me. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, the Iowa transfer has been a letdown to some extent. Will Howard is not having a good season. Yeah. Let's not sugarcoat that he's not um, Jeff Johnson. No, wait, go back to baseball. I need the play by play. Well, Kyle Schwarber is locked in a battle at two, two with Merrill Kelly in the bottom of the uh, second. I wonder how much, how much uh, Come string on, man. Um, Aaron Nola is going to have.
0: Well, they're up in the series. Got a long rest here. You know, should be all right.
2: Yeah. And Schwarber is three, two. Come on. Merrill Kelly is living dangerously. And if you guys don't know, where we're talking about Major League Baseball. Merrill Kelly um, is 3-2 with Trey Turner on deck, Bryce Harper in the hole. And he is trying to play the corners with Kyle Schwarber.
0: And Schwarber's taken him deep multiple times in this series. He has.
2: So we'll see what uh, the Schwerbernator does. Ooh! He got 92 down the cock and couldn't hit it. Yeah. So foul ball, 3-2. Um, the eye patch. Fire Josh McDaniels. Losing to the Bears. Geez, how did they lose to the Bears? And because I would just—I would just like to point out, as an unemotional, objective fan of the Chicago Bears, which I am not. You are what you are. How is your passing game far more efficient without the greatest quarterback everybody's ever seen? Ball four. Kyle Schwerber walks. God, son of a. It's only the
0: second inning, dude. He's got. Four at bats left. Three okay, so left I least.
2: have I have in prize picks. And you guys, prizepicks.com. I'm I, I we have a ton of people playing with us right now. Um go get it in the link below, prizepicks.com. Uh Kyle Schwarber, my damn left fielder. I just need one total base. That's all I need, which means he swings the bat, he gets on base. That's all I need. Uh and right now I don't have it. I have um, I have Schwarbs and I have Bryce Harper for one-and-a-half hit combined hits, runs, and RBIs. So I need a little help, and Aaron Nola is my starting pitcher, and he needs six strikeouts, and I've got him at three. Yeah. So Nola needs to come back out here and miss some bats. Yeah, he'll do a job. And, of course, then there's Jake, who's like Aaron Nola. Oh, look, Brandon Marsh, oh, my God. He's already got his base. Knock it down, dude. Shut up. No, I just need Swarbs to get a bomb. I'm more worried about Jordan Addison for you, but we'll do the football prize picks on this later. In the link below, you guys, prize picks the official fantasy, uh, daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show, where every single conversation you have in daily fantasy is simply more or less stupid swings at a terrible pitch from you know. Trey Turner. <clears throat> um, so the question <coughs> is, <coughs> the question is, um, more or less. That's all you have to do. More or less yards, receptions, home runs, base hits, strikeouts, you name it. They do everything from the professional slapping league, the WMBA. Did
0: you say the professional slapping? Yeah, league? pro
2: slapping league. Uh, esports, soccer, football, football, you NHL. name it, college, NFL, NHL. They've got it all at prizepicks.com. Make sure you download the app. Use the link in the description below. Before I punch Trey Turner right in the face. <laughs> First and third, two outs. Bryce Harper's on deck. Yeah, let's swing it. Two pitches out of the zone. Oh, and 2 Merrill Kelly, man. who's about to strike Trey Turner out on a sinker low faith. in the zone by Trey. Oh. There you go. And what did we get? What did we get? A sinker low in the Who zone. Who the fuck is that guy? Good afternoon, good morning, good night, or whatever the order is. Trey Turner I knew today would out. be shitty. Tying run on base, he was the lead run, and he bailed out. Merrill Kelly he swung at three balls. None of them were even close. And I could be wrong. That was probably a curveball. Absolutely drives me flipping crazy. Dreadful at bat. All right. Hour number two of the Monty Show. <laughs> so frustrating. It's presented by soundsleepmedical.com, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty, you guys. We've talked about it so much, and so many of our viewers have told us that snoring's a huge problem in their lives. You guys were so happy to see that we partnered with Soundsleepmedical, soundsleepmedical.com. It's not a huge CPAP machine. If you're dealing with snoring or you're dealing with sleep apnea, they can be two different things. I don't know that a lot of people understand that. Just because you snore does not mean that you have sleep apnea. But one thing is for certain, you need to know what it is, because if you have sleep apnea, every night you go to sleep could be your last. It is that serious. Sleep apnea is nothing to delay. It's nothing to wait on. And our friends at Sound Sleep Medical have the best, absolutely the best, easiest solution. It is not some big machine that you're constantly having to disinfect. No, no, friends. It's just a simple Custom made mouthpiece that your insurance is going to cover.
3: Treat snoring and sleep apnea with no masks and no tubes. Just better, healthier sleep with Sound Sleep Medical. Use code MONTY, M O N T Y, to schedule a free sleep assessment today.
2: And I would remind you that free sleep assessment is done in your own home. You go in and see any of their Utah locations at soundsleepmedical.com. They're going to give you a ring and a little box that sits on your chest. It's going to record your sleep information, and then they're going to tell you, hey, here's exactly what we've seen. And I love that this is making relationships stronger, you guys. If you're somebody that snores and your wife sleeps in a different room, maybe she snores, you snore, I'm telling you, you can get it taken care of. You can sleep in the same bed again. You can be intimate again. You can strengthen your relationship again at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. They are the presenting sponsors of our Las Vegas Raiders drive away December 10th, we are sending you to see the Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings. Tickets for two, dinner for two at Mastro's Ocean Club. We're going to seat you in the treehouse. Cycle Sam's going to take care of you. It's going to be amazing. And we're working on a really spectacular Saturday night event for you as well. It's all brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Just go sign up at soundsleepmedical.com Monty for their free sleep evaluation Take a screenshot that you signed up and you're entered to win. If you sign up, you get 10 times the entry. If you are in our members only Instagram group, you get 25 to 1 entries to win the contest. If you sign up for a sleep evaluation, it's soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Uh, all right, stories we're following today for you. Obviously, a big update on the Michigan sign-stealing, cheating. Jim Harbaugh's a jerk who wears khakis. Yeah, nice glasses, Jimbo. Jagoff. It's a reflux. Um, yeah, where is where is Casey An- Anthony as yeah. innocent? Um, we need our daily uh, Jagoff guilty, update. Isn't guilty, same thing. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> It is. Uh, we need our daily Jagoff update, and Jim Harbaugh certainly qualifies today. New reporting from ESPN says that Michigan staff purchased tickets to 30 games over three years in 11 different uh, Big Ten stadiums and sent two people to those stadiums to point cameras at the sidelines so that they could steal signals uh, coming into the game to give them a competitive advantage. It is important to note Michigan was not part of any of those 30 games. It was all future opponents, including this past weekend's Penn State-Ohio State game. The NCAA expects to be in possession of surveillance video showing the seats that were purchased during those games. And on that video surveillance, according to 11 different NCAA universities in the Big Ten, there is somebody in those seats pointing a camera at the sideline the entire game. It is damning evidence combined with financial evidence combined with computer evidence, Michigan's in a whole lot of trouble. And now there are calls for the Michigan Wolverines to be excluded from postseason play and for Jim Harbaugh to be suspended pending the outcome of this investigation, which I believe on this show we called for last Thursday when the story Mm -hmm. broke. We will keep you up to date as that happens. Aaron Nola back on the bump for Philadelphia in the top of the third. Diamondbacks three, Philadelphia Phillies one, game seven of the NLCS. Nola had a tough second inning, gave up three runs, including a two-run home run and an RBI double. The Diamondbacks lead the Philadelphia Phillies 3-1. to We'll keep you up to date on that game. Don't forget Astros and Rangers coming up in Game 7 of the ALCS as well. Let's talk about football from the weekend because I think there were some really significant games, and I think this Utah story is big. Is Lincoln Riley failing USC or is Utah just really good? I think it's both. I think Lincoln Riley has been a disappointment now, and I don't think that's too strong to say. Lincoln Riley came in with a lot of bravado, a lot of promises, a lot of hype, and a hell of a lot of talent, including Caleb Williams, that is currently getting their ass kicked in the Pac-12. And this weekend was a perfect example of a bigger, more brute physical football team in Utah simply pushing USC's lines around and dominating them to the point where Caleb Williams, a Heisman Trophy favorite, and he's already won one last year, the odds on pick to be the number one select selection excuse me, in the upcoming NFL draft looked rather pedestrian against this Utah U defense. And I'll also say this Utah Ute offense looked absolutely capable with a pig farmer at quarterback, as Kyle Whittingham said. Jake, how much of a disappointment is Lincoln Riley at USC?
0: Yeah, you know, I I think the hard part for Lincoln is is just there were expectations, but ultimately, uh, I, I think now those expectations are being adjusted, and that's the most disappointing part of it. You know, when USC brought Lincoln in, The expectation was, hey, we're going to be going to the college football playoff here inside of two, three seasons uh, at most. I I mean, we're going to have a turnaround here. USC is going to get back to what they once were. Like, we're going to be a powerhouse again. And and I don't doubt any of that. But I think we're grossly underestimating how long it takes to rebuild a program from scratch because that's what he's had to do here, uh, uh, essentially. Like, yeah, you brought some talent from... Oklahoma And sure, USC had some talent, but you don't just, you know, install your system overnight in inside of one season. You don't just, you know, turn into a college football playoff contender in one season. That's not how this game works. And so to me, yeah, has he been disappointing? Yeah, I think there was so much hype around him. He's been a little disappointing, but I don't think he's been surprising. What has he been a really good offense, a really crappy defense. And they've played a ton of high-scoring games. And then when they play really physical teams, they get pushed around. That's who Lincoln's always been. He's staying on brand. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, he's just some huge disappointment. Yeah, it's been a
2: little disappointing. I wanted SC to be better. But they're not there yet, and that's the reality of it. That is. And Lincoln Riley knows, man, we're not playing great right now, but we're going to get better. No.
3: Expectations were never kind of all over the place we come in and probably by an enlarge overachieve in a lot of ways. And I think fair to say that the team last year probably did overachieve. Year two, this is a different step, right? Everybody expects you to be good, right? Everybody, everybody expects that you could have a championship caliber team. Um, and when you're constantly trying to live up to those expectations, you you can you can kind of fall away from maybe what put you there in that position in the first place. and you can let disappointment of not playing perfect or, you know, when you won by 20 and you didn't win by 40 and all the outside noise that comes with that, like it can, it can get to you. And I think at times fair to say it's got to this team. Uh, and, and and I don't think in a negative way, but we've had to really fight the, the urge to, to, I I think we've really had to fight to keep things on our own terms It's part of our progression and it sucks. (laughs) I mean, it kills you. Uh, But this program will be better for it.
2: You got to appreciate and admire his confidence because they're in it right now. And I I do think he has a point. We did too well last year and everybody expected better this year. And we have let you down. And I I appreciate that he's owned it. But I think the other thing that that you have to own is that uh, Kyle Williams is a better coach than you are. And it's time to start pulling punches. It's time to start spinning and finding, you know, let, let's, let's not, you know, find ways to downgrade Utah and Kyle Whittingham. Let's, let's start saying what the truth is. Utah is a better program than USC. And Kyle Whittingham's a better coach than Lincoln Riley. Thanks. I don't know why it's so hard for America to say that
0: because i think outside of utah outside of the state of utah people don't want to accept that utah is a better program than usc they they just don't utah is not as sexy as usc utah is not southern california utah has all these external things that it can't change you know supposedly working against them yet they come out what is this three years in a row now what five games in a row now both there and at rice Eccles in salt lake and beating usc so so i I think that's why I think people like we're watching Pat McAfee today and they're making Mormon jokes about the state of Utah, not appreciated dude. And that's what I think everyone wants to do. They want to say that salt Lake is just a bunch of Mormons and it's all LDS. And we just want to make a bunch of jokes. And Kyle has set all that aside and said, I'm going to run a super tight ship here. We're going to be really disciplined on defense. I'm going to take my best offensive talent sometimes and make them defensive backs and safeties. Cause that's what's necessary and you're seeing the fruits of that labor. And so we can all sit around nationally and disrespect this program year in and year out, but it seems like every single year we get eight, nine weeks into the season in college football, yep. and everyone's like, oh, wow, Utah's good this year. No, they're good every year. You guys just don't want to say that.
3: Yeah, and Went knows it. The trophy winner quarterback, and so they're going to make some things and and that's just the way it is. But we got a we got ourselves a pig farmer at quarterback. So, so uh, we're, we're proud of that guy too, and love him.
2: There he is, a pig farmer at quarterback, in Bryson Barnes. I, 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 I. We have to stop reasoning and fighting to find ways not to give Utah credit.
0: Yeah, because if Caleb Williams had taken the shot that Bryson Barnes had taken, and then gotten up and drove his team down the field to go kick a game-winning field goal, it'd be Caleb Williams for Heisman. Screw Michael Penix. That's what we'd be talking
2: about. Yeah, and I think with game day coming to Salt Lake City this weekend for Utah and Oregon, I mean, it, it's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. And, and I think when you that, – that was Bush League by Pat. And it's, it's interesting. We've been talking a lot of Pat McAfee lately. Pat openly talked about the fact that he's hearing it. People don't like him on game day. And I think it's things like using Mormon and LDS as a punchline. And I'm not Mormon and I'm not LDS, but I just think it's low class. Like, you don't have to do that. Yeah, I think that people don't
0: like the lack of professionalism. And you said something today while we were watching his show uh, that made a lot of sense, which is, hey, Pat's not exactly doing a lot of talk showing right now. He's doing a lot of put a guest on and talk to the guest. And I think that's really interesting because we've seen that change uh, since the move to ESPN, and so then when the guests go away and Pat starts just talking about game day and where game day is going to be, which we makes get, perfect we sense. We get
2: LDS and Mormon, bombs. yeah.
0: And and that and I just and again I'm not LDS or Mormon uh, either, uh, not from Utah, no. right? Uh, and I love living in Utah, uh, but somehow, like I was saying, my point before. Dude, everyone thinks that this state is just LDS land and it has nothing to offer. And how the hell could they have a, a top 15 football program in Salt Lake City? How does that work exactly? Well, I'll tell you how it works because nobody pays attention. Yeah. So then Witt's going to go out. And he's going to work that poly pipeline and he's going to find his defensive backs. and He's going to find that talent that he needs to run his system. And I'm starting to get concerned with Lincoln that Lincoln doesn't have a defensive system as a head coach. Lincoln hires a guy who has a defensive system as a head coach. And that's a problem, in my opinion, when you're trying to win national championships.
2: Yep. Uh, RB says they jealous uh, the Mormon women are tens. I, You know what I think it is? It's easy. That's what I think it is. And I think it is. It goes to like you look at Oregon fans, um, you know, being racist and chanting it at BYU fans and it's the, it's the easy punchline Yeah, and I think it happens all the time. Yeah. It's lazy work is what it is. It, it really is. And, and it's surprising. It's surprising to me that ESPN lets Pat get away with that. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Oh gee, Gary, wait, Monty is not Mormon and not going to die early and a salamander lover. Why did I get the, why didn't I get the memo? It's funny. Somebody said to me several months ago now, I think, that I'm old and I'm Mormon, which means I'm going to die soon. And I have no idea what that's a reference to. In God's
3: to. name, image, you know. and likeness.
2: Um, let's see. Uh, Monty is a dry Mormon. Mm. I'm I'm not sure what that means. So, uh, Sydney, Salt Lake City is liberal enough. The Republican gerrymander our districts to dilute our votes. Wrong show. Uh, to Todd Father, when he said SOB a couple of weeks ago to that kicker kid at Washington, I figured this would happen. <laughs> yeah, there was some of that.
0: I th- just think that Pat thinks that his show is bulletproof right now. and Oh, I think that's the truth. Well, I don't yes. think that's the truth. Yes, I it is. don't think that's the truth. I think that Pat McAfee, from a life standpoint, yeah, you're you're not going to burn down Pat's house or anything. You're not going to he's so well off from the NFL and now from YouTube and everything that he's built pre-ESPN mm-hmm. that yeah, sure, he will be able to do his show as long as he wants to. But what I mean is publicly, when you're talking about being connected and married up to ESPN, that opportunity doesn't continue if you're going to continue to make a mockery of it, which in my opinion, he's working on doing, I understand. Okay. Hey, you don't want to wear a suit. Your, your stick is that you wear a tank top and it's, and it's a bunch of dudes talking sports. And I'm fine with that. I don't particularly have that much of a problem with it, but if you're going to do that and then you're going to be unprofessional with the things you say on your show, you're going to run into issues with companies like ESPN and Disney. And that's what I think Pat doesn't quite understand yet. And so to your point, I'm just curious how long ESPN allows these things. Because when you're talking about taking Game Day to Salt Lake City, because Utah just embarrassed Lincoln Riley at their place, and you make a Mormon joke because it's Salt Lake City, I just, I, I just, I, I don't, I just don't think that if you're
2: ESPN, you can allow that to go on. Forever. I do think he's bulletproof. I do think he thinks he's bulletproof. I, I do, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Greg Hawkins, who's been, dude. I, bro, I, can't, I am so happy for you, man. For me, cause he's been a member of the show for nine months for us. We, I'm happy for Greg. Cause he's got a beautiful family now. He's got this beautiful little baby. Him and his wife are, you know, like model making machines. Like it's unbelievable, Greg. I appreciate you being here once uh, went to a USC Utah game. With the Utah marching band, they had people dressed up as Joseph Smith and were trying to make fun of Mormons. We were like wrong school, but I, it was still yikes. <clears throat> it's wild to me. The yeah. the, the and yeah, it, it, the abuse that BYU takes, forget it. Like that, you go back to Duke volleyball, or again the slander in absolute bigotry of all kinds. Oh, JT Real Jesus, Muto just struck dude. out Come at a pitch on, at his face. The <laughs> fucking donkey. The Phillies are pressing. They're going to lose Lord. this game. 3-1 into the 3rd. Arizona over Philadelphia who's had multiple opportunities to blow Merrill Kelly out of this game and haven't done it. Unbelievable. But I I the the slander that BYU takes because of the the LDS church and the name Brigham young. I mean, it's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. I think that for the difference between BYU and Utah, when it comes to the LDS stuff is I think for BYU, they just expect it because of their setup, right? Because you're founded on the church. It's the easy button. It's been going on for decades. Like, you know, that people are just going to run that out there. You, You like as a football player, you expect the jokes when you're standing on the bench like, as an athlete, you expect like you just expect it, and that's unfortunate. But it's the reality of the situation. And I think for Utah, the mm. difference is is that Utah is not, Utah has no connection to the church. Utah is not founded on that. Yet they still hear those jokes. And Witt is a
2: Mormon who went to BYU, right? But that, that I, I just. But I think how many people know that? Seriously, how many people know? Oh, I think that most, that's the case. I think most people think that everybody in Utah is a Mormon. Everybody thinks I'm Mormon. Everybody. I don't know why. I've never espoused to be uh, a member of the Church. I've never, I've, I've never claimed. I mean, in these parts, claiming to be a, a, a to have a temple recommends like claiming to be a federal cop. Like, you know, like you're impersonating a federal officer if you think you have a temple recommend or you tell them you do and you don't. Right? Don't you'll real. get shot on sight inside of a temple. But the point is, so you better check yourself. The point is everybody thinks I'm Mormon. Yeah. And, well, you you're from Utah, are you Mormon? I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. Yep. I it's it's crazy. Brandon Butler, Grinch's qualifications, he played Madden once in Tecmo Bowl a few times. The guy's been a defensive coordinator at what, Oklahoma, Ohio State under Urban Meyer, like I don't is he the problem or is it is it Lincoln Riley? I don't know. He's been a part of some pretty dang good defensive staffs. Well, I mean, the reality is,
0: is it's Lincoln's problem one way or the other, but the, but the question is how is it going to get fixed? Because I don't hmm. – I, I, I do think talent is part of the issue for their defense, but but talent doesn't make up for the just egregious tackling technique that you displayed against Utah. I, I'm talking about missed tackles all over the place for USC's defense.
2: I just think they're not talented enough. Well. That's the issue. I mean, you can coach, coach a donkey to be a horse, but he's never going to, you know, run the derby. I I, I just, I, I don't know how you fix what they have besides bringing in better personnel.
0: Yeah. And then when Lincoln, you know, flips his roster over in the portal, are we going to criticize him like we did with Prime? Because that's what he's going to have to do to get that defense, right? You're yeah. going to have to cut
2: probably 20, 30 kids. And then roll it over. You're going to have to cut the, the, and it's, I say this all oh, the time. Yeah. You're going to have to cut the bottom 25% of your scholarships, man. Yep. That's how you fix it. Uh, Jeremy Callian, if you could combine Lincoln Riley and Kirk Ferentz, you would either have a, the greatest coach of all time or an asset that never won a single game. Well, yeah. <laughs> Kirk, has Kirk Ferentz, does he have a win on his coaching record or is he just <coughs> lost every game he's? Is it Kirk Ferentz, one of those guys that nobody recognizes what he's done? I, I think he probably is. Boyd Lake, have you seen how old these Latter-day Saints get? Not dying anytime soon. Boyd Lake, the SEO <laughs> king right, of America. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Monty, a dry Mormon is someone who already acts like a Mormon but isn't baptized. Bro, have you, have you? hang around me for 10 minutes my language will tell you I will never, ever have a temple recommend. <laughs> I will try to stay calm and not curse. Not that I'm asking for one, but you know. Uh, Jim R says, Pat's ego is out of control. Agreed. Uh, Pat McAfee is a Joe Rogan of ESPN. Uh, I don't know about that. I I think Joe is... You know what I respect about him?
0: (laughs) Joe is somebody who, before he got into all the drama at Spotify, was somebody that didn't care what you thought and would basically say anything that came to his mind. And then when he got in some trouble for the things he said during the pandemic, which we're not going to get into, but he said some things uh, and got in trouble, he changed his tune a little bit. He reeled it in a little bit. He became a little bit more professional and had much more detailed notice, and in-depth conversations.
2: But that's very true, because notice you do not hear the wackadoo craziness on his show you no, used to. no. And I do think it is really interesting... I give Joe Rogan a lot of credit. You don't have to like what he says or agree with what he says. The, the guy built an empire. 100%. Right? And I, I think he's just hes just somebody who has a really strong opinion. We should not try to squelch that. But the problem is he's making, I think it's $15 million a year from from Spotify now. Like, he's a behemoth. The guy is massive, and that doesn't even include anything he does outside of that. Joe Rogan's built a business and an empire and he deserves to be applauded for that. Same as Pat McAfee. The problem is Pat's got a much larger stage and he's getting exposed a little bit. And now much to your point, Jake, will he evolve the way that Joe Rogan has?
0: Yeah. Joe's making by the internet's, uh, writing 200 million over three and a half years at Spotify. So That's 57 million a year. My bad.
2: <laughs> That's wild. That yeah, is absolutely you, wild. So that's
0: why I say, like, Joe's reeled it in. And I think that Pat, I, I don't think that Pat McAfee said to himself when he signed that ESPN deal, oh, I'm going to have to change X, Y, and Z on my show. I think he thought he had to change one thing. I agree. Hey, we can't curse the first two hours or whatever it is while we're on the four letter. And then we can do that on the last hour. That's And, and that's just not the case. You got to be more professional.
2: Yeah, and you can curse all day long if you go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty because then you'll work for yourself from home. So it doesn't matter what you say. And trust me, you will curse in exuberation when you start looking at how much money you make as a day trader. And I'll tell you, I will tell you, it is really a, I love it. Mrs. Monty's in the program at TridayTrading.com. Go and do it, you guys. You have nothing to lose. It's a couple of hours a week to get through their 30-day trial membership. Um, You can play as much or as little as you want. It costs you nothing you make a $10 charitable donation. Try Trading is going to immediately start having you trade. They're going to teach you all the indicators. They're going to show you the software. They're going to show you the process. You immediately get assigned to a coach. It is a fabulous process. And in 30 days, you're going to learn more about day trading and making more money than you imagined you could. And all you have to do is sign up for a $10 30-day trial membership at tridaytrading.com. And watching it, it is fantastic fascinating. You just, you make trades, you program them all in and you just watch it happen. And what most people do is they program it and they walk away because you will get caught up in it. You, you will stare at it. You will be emotional about it. You will be passionate about it because you're just, you're watching this money just roll in. And you're, I mean, it's really amazing to watch. And my wife is, I, I tell you every day, she's a rock star She has a big corporate job and she's still making time to day trade. And it's just something that I'm so proud of her for because it takes a certain cut of person to be able to pick it up so quickly. But TridayTrading.com makes it so easy. Go get it. Don't take my word for it. It's 10 bucks. It is $10. Everybody's got 10 bucks. And if you don't, man... Save it and go get that $10 30-day membership as soon as you can. Don't wait for next month. Don't wait for next week. Go do it right now because it will change your life. As soon as you get involved in that program and you start understanding how, I'm not going to tell you it's easy, but you start seeing what's possible and the money that you're going to make, it's over, dude. And I'm telling you, I, I just love it. I'm hooked on it. I love watching Mrs. Monty trade. I love watching her work with her coach. I love talking to her about it because she's so into it. She's fascinated by it. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Go get that $10 30-day trial membership. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Thank you, Aaron Wilson, who gifted a Monty Show membership. Aaron, how come you haven't gone to Triday Trading yet? Dude, you are the perfect candidate for Tridaytrading.com. Um, Cleveland rocks Taylor Swift at the Browns game, taking selfies with Cleveland legend, Bernie Kosar. Her agenda. Is this good for the NFL? Personally? I'm tired of it. Let me sit up. <coughs> when you address the sifties, Swifties. Yes. Ah, Please <laughs> don't when, upset him, dude. When you address the Swifties, you will do so with respect. Um, I'm over it. I've been over it. I understand it. I know why Travis Kelsey's doing it, but it's so frustrating that every Chiefs game now is Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Every Chiefs game is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's mom embracing and Taylor Swift holding the Mahomes baby. Not football, not Patrick Mahomes, not Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift in something. I'm over it. I'm so burned out on the whole thing. And I know that's probably uncouth, but yeah, I'm over it. Boss Frog for $2. Monty, old Miss covered. Oregon did not. Hi, Jake.
0: Yeah, talk your junk, dude. Dan Lanning's a disappointment, too. Lost to Washington. Didn't do the job against Washington State is what
2: it is. Who did I tell us to pick on Friday? When yeah. Boss Frog was willing to give. The advocates 1.7 trillion dollars in gold bricks. Mm -hmm. If we picked a game right, I said Lane Train. I said the baddest on the planet. Lane covered by what? The Kiffinator. Points. The Kiffster. The Kifferific. I'm out of names, but my point is, Lane Train, covered. Don't care if it was half a point. Did you cover? Oh, you did. Trillion dollar in gold bricks from Boss Frog that he's going to personally stack on top of his Porsche. And, well, it would crush the portion. But that's not really the point. The point is somebody said, oh, no, we got to pick the Ducks, bro. Quack, quack, bitches. How'd that work out? Dan Lanning's at fault. No, you're at fault. You picked the Ducks. Doesn't matter. Duck season was here. He told me they were going to win by 50. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Blame him. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Dominic Lombardo. Does Michigan deserve the death sentence like SMU? There's no such thing as a death sentence. Those don't exist anymore. What Michigan deserves is to not be bowl eligible. What Michigan deserves is to have Jim Harbaugh suspended for the rest of the year, pending the outcome of this investigation. Mm -hmm. And if he's found to be innocent, he'll serve the sentence that he's going to get anyways from the, the COVID dark period recruiting scandal. I think it's pretty straightforward. You know. Um, Sydney Christopher missing the subject line of this broadcast being discussed I'm out stuck around hoping for a recap discussion and feeling a bit misled today we just talked about Lane Giffin. we just talked about Dude, Lincoln we just spent Riley
0: a half hour talking about Lincoln and Kyle
2: Whittingham what are you talking like, about you can't please all the people any of the time
0: and by the way by the way the other thing I'd say here, Sydney, is if you listen every day, because you said you love us, so I'm assuming you're here all the time, you just don't comment a lot, you damn well know we talk about everything that we put in the title. You everything. know that. So let's not act like we just make titles up and
2: then don't talk about it. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, Jim Joy, what happened to West Virginia? Well, they got mulleted. That's what happened to West Virginia. What was the biggest what was the biggest game of the week in the in the Big 12? Cuz I think I could make a point that BYU's BYU's win was the biggest win in the Big 12. And I think getting to 5 wins, being on the verge of of bowl eligibility and I think Joey Maguire's in real trouble, trouble at Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech. I don't know that I'd say he's on the hot seat yet. He's close. That I, was I, just a if disaster. You're not, dude,
0: if you're not on the hot seat, wh- how long is it going to take? Uh, you're going the wrong direction. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sitting here, you know, saying my expectation for Tech was that, you know, they were going to be, you know, some college football playoff team or something ridiculous no. like that. But this is, you know, to be three and five is unacceptable. And, and look. I understand going to Lavelle and winning a game is is difficult to do. There's no question about that. You, but Jake,
2: remember how Big Lubbock told us we're stupid and we don't know what we're talking yeah, about. No idea oh, what we're boy. talking
0: about. Wow. You know, Big Red. You know, it's Joey. It's Taj. No, Brooks. they played in
2: bro They played in Laramie, which is seven thousand feet. And if you do the math, you know where the Mormons live over there in Salamanderlands. Only forty four hundred. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal, bro. <sighs> Turned out it was big. And when, when your quarterback turns it over three times yeah. and panics and turns it over, hmm, maybe he's not ready.
0: But the point Could for Joey wrong. is that, and really the point for Texas tech is that you're, you're a brand in the big 12. And again, just like we talked about with Lincoln and expectations, I, there were expectations of this team yes. this year, man. And I think that, that again, I'm just going to keep talking about it. You want to talk about that game and Laramie, that's where your season ended. You should have won that game. You didn't win that game. And now you're not going to be bowl eligible. And there's going to be talks about firing Joey in the offseason. That's the reality of the situation. So all the Tyler Shuck homers and everyone who wanted to say that this dude was something special. The problem with Tyler's game is Uh. that he likes to play on the run and he turns the football over too much. So with all due respect to whoever the hell they're going to run out there every week the rest of the season, you can't turn it over three times, and I don't care what your name is. That's not how football works.
3: No, I totally agree. Especially
2: when you're on the road. So,
0: is he on the hot seat? If he's not, he should be.
2: That's just the reality of it. Yep. Uh, Teddy Wayman gifts five Monty Show memberships. Let's go. Wow. Appreciate you, Teddy. The tile. I was actually... Now I warn you this could be uh, this could be awkward. I was actually thinking about Teddy Wayman in my shower this morning while not clothed. Uh, well w- whatever. I was under hot water and soap and stuff. Uh Teddy li- <laughs> no. Teddy literally is the tile king of Utah and I was just noticing that the tile job he did in my shower is not degraded at all. He he came back behind some really terrible contractors I hired and Teddy fixed my shower and it looks great little
0: NBA news. Giannis has officially signed that three-year extension. Well, duh. For
2: 186 mil. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul totally is agree. well in Milwaukee. Totally agree. Um, You know, it is what it is. Uh, Pierre Gatling. Michigan has the number one defense in the country due to cheating. I would totally agree with that. In a nothing schedule. Yeah. That's the other part of this that drives me crazy. Yep. If you were just cheating by... Never mind. You were just cheating to beat Penn State and Ohio State, I'd be totally fine with that. Because it's
3: illegal. You weren't.
2: You you like Purdue, uh, Indiana football, <laughs> Rutgers. Rutgers. What are you doing? <coughs> what are you guys doing? You know, uh Joe Parker, the promo banners usually clickbait. Okay. Cool. Which a lot of people click. Thank you. Uh Joseph Harper. I love when people are like, oh, you guys just want us to click. Yeah, that's that's our job. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you do. know this. We it's need we people do. to watch the
0: videos for the channel
2: to do well. It's
0: what we do. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you were aware of that, but that you know, that's kind of how it works on YouTube.
2: Yep. Uh, Joseph Harper, the biggest story to me in the Big Twelve was OU and Texas got exposed and both almost got beat. They didn't get exposed. And I think what's interesting about this conversation is, what do you mean they got exposed? So let's talk about Oklahoma and UCF. John Reese probably was back. um, Played a hell of a game, 248, two touchdowns. Dylan Gabriel had three scores and a pick. And the UCF defense really didn't allow Oklahoma to run the ball. I don't, for for my money, I don't believe that Oklahoma got exposed. I think when you look at Oklahoma, I think it's only natural. and, And, Part of it is they played at home, so you expected a bigger win. Yeah, but I don't think there's any doubt that you, if you want to call it a letdown, call it what you want to call it. I think it's difficult if you're Oklahoma to be at the top of your game week in and week out against every single opponent. I think that's incredibly difficult, and i I don't think they got exposed. I think now Texas, on the other hand, this is gonna there's going to be Dude, everybody wants Arch Manning, and I'm telling you it's a mistake. You should not – if you do not have to play Arch Manning this year, why would you?
0: Yeah, why would you put tape out?
2: And why would you burn a year of eligibility? Why would you do that? I mean, Malik Murphy – I don't know. Is Murph capable? We're going to find out, but, I mean, the guy threw two passes. Look, Did we learn anything – about Malik Murphy. I don't think we did. And I I think the interesting part is you pretty much did nothing in the second half and thankfully Houston did nothing either. And you won the game that you had to win and your defense won you the game.
0: Yeah, and I think that
2: you know, the Quinn Ewers situation really sort of puts a
0: rain cloud over the program because obviously college yeah. football playoff aspirations And because you lost Oklahoma, you know for sure that you're going to have to go back through Oklahoma, through Jerry world to get that done. And you need Quinn Ewers to do that. And so I think if you're in Texas land, all you give a damn about is winning these games. I mean, that's it. I agree. Houston had no business being in this game, but you're on the road. If you're Texas and you got the job done and that's what matters. So, Yeah, was it a scintillating game? Was it much closer than it should have been? Absolutely, I agree. But the reality is we're talking about a Texas win, not a Texas loss. So until they lose again, they're still right in the mix of that thing. And I think the
2: same thing applies to Oklahoma. And I think Malik Murphy is not nearly as valuable as Arch Manning. And I think you would rather have... Yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to see how it all plays out. But my feeling is... I think that Arch Manning's not going to play this year. And I think you are you expect him. We'll see how long. This is an AC joint injury for Quinn Ewers, by the way. So mm-hmm. it could be a week. It could be a month. I think if Malik Murphy falters, you have no choice. Yeah. But you're hoping Malik Murphy will be better than average and you do not have to go to Arch Manning. Well, what are you going to do?
0: You're going to ride your backs. You're going to run the football. You are going to play a little bit different of a style than you were playing, which is fine. Dude, let your boys eat. Let them do their job. And if you can run the football, which Texas definitely can, you're going to be fine. But if you're going to sit here and think that this kid's going to come in here and do what Quinn was doing, you got another thing coming. But the
2: the scary part is you have BYU this week, and you don't want to have to run the ball to beat BYU. Because I think that if you can't throw the ball, and you falter, or you are you are not confident throwing the ball, you're going to throw interceptions against BYU. Mm-hmm. I mean that that secondary—they've yeah, I mean,
0: shown an ability to turn quarterbacks over. There's
2: no doubt. And it'll be interesting. Xavier Worthy is an awfully worthy. That came out. I didn't even plan yeah, see, that.
0: see what he did there. So, dude's last
2: name is Worthy. And he's, so it's a double, he's, he's you know, worthy, worthy and worthy. Yeah. Um. But I think BYU, BYU is not going to lay down for anybody. Um. I think, I think that was the biggest win. I also think o- Oklahoma State's win in Morgantown was pretty damn impressive. And Ollie Gordon was spectacular again, Um. which I think is making you a, a much better football team and you're five and two now. And all the, all the fear over a lost, a lost season in Stillwater are gone. And I I just give Mike Gundy and his crew a lot of credit. And I think Alan Bowman's battled through and I think he's worked really hard to become a better football player in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the best part of this is, and it probably will not happen. But that Iowa State and Oklahoma State are both three and one, as is Texas, I think is incredibly telling. And I, I think Oklahoma State, we're gonna find out who they are in two weeks in, in during it with Bedlam. Because I don't think you're gonna you're gonna lose at home to Cincinnati. No. But I also don't know that you're gonna win at UCF, especially if John Reese Plumley is healthy. Cause did you did you got? Well, I watch a good part of that game. He is a difference maker. I'm for real for UCF. They're Dual a different team. threat quarterback. They're a different team. But if you're if you're Oklahoma State, you've got three games at home, and I would assume two of those are wins in Cincinnati and BYU. And they've shown they're not rolling over or quitting on anybody. They they they're going to have a chance to beat Oklahoma. But the other the the more difficult Aaron Nola is getting rocked. Where is A- you Aaron take him right out. now? It's now 4 1 Arizona in the top of the fifth. You got to take Aaron Nola out. This is game six, by the way. Oh, is it? It it's is. Game oh, six. I'm sorry. Game six. My bad. 3 2 Philly win is leading the yeah, series. So you got to take Aaron Nola out here. I mean, he just gave up an RBI double to Cattell Marte. 4 1. Arizona leads Philly, but anyway, I, I I think either BYU or Oklahoma State probably had the win of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I you know I I think it's very easy to overreact. I think
0: based on where their seasons are, at, it's probably BYU. You you had to be Texas Tech if you wanted to be if you wanted to ensure bowl
2: eligibility. Yep. OU and UT almost lost, and the refs helped UT big time. That was a first down. Well, yeah. The referee thing in college is far less, unless it's egregious like the Iowa play. But I just think worth the play worthy made. Like there are a lot of reasons they won. Uh, RB Longhorns the most overrated team. I 100 percent disagree. I think their biggest issue now is who's going to step in and and own the quarterback position. Mm. Yeah. And Aaron Nola is out of the game. Pitching change. How bad did I get screwed here on Prize Picks? Prize picks, too short. But, um, yeah, he only has 4Ks. God damn it. There goes my baseball winning streak. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. That's over with. Tanner Plummer, uh, that was a dumb play call on the two point attempt by UCF. I, I love being aggressive, and you have one of the better dual threat quarterbacks in the country. So, Matt, the best teams find ways to win. All three did. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Kevin the Destroyer, oh, you had a letdown. Big whoop. Who cares? They won the game. And I, I I say that a lot. It's hard when you're Oklahoma, everybody's bringing like their a game. you're seven and zero, yeah, right And now you've got I, I think you have a really difficult game this week in Lawrence like I mean the the Jayhawks are gonna make your life miserable Can, at Kansas in Stillwater and then you're home for West Virginia. That's going to be a tough trick to turn, man. I mean, BYU and TCU, boy, TCU continues to mm-hmm. just get shellacked. Like, stunningly bad. Yeah. I think TCU, Texas Tech, I think, is the biggest disappointment in this league. 100%. But that TCU is sub-500 in conference is shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Iowa State at 3-1 and one is a nice story. Now, how long do, are, are they a fluke? Well, we're probably not going to find out till Texas and K State because I think Iowa State's probably better than everybody's better than Baylor, even though they got to win this weekend. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> what? Everybody's better than Baylor. Baylor's not a good player. <laughs> Clearly, neither is Cincinnati, who's 0 4 in the conference. Yeah.
0: No, but I think if you're an Oklahoma fan, I mean, I, I, I look at this and I say, hey, man, you're. As far as the AP poll is concerned, you're top six with the undefeated teams. And there's the
2: yeah. you're in that top cut, and that's where you need to stay. Just be in a position to play for a Big 12 championship. Yeah. That's what your goal should be here. Uh Jeremy Kellyan, UCF really uh played really good as uh well and with their starting quarterback who they hadn't had. Yeah. And and JRP is a guy that he's impressive as a dude. Like he is. He is he isn't he dude, he's good. He just scares me because running quarterbacks don't live long in these days. Yeah. I mean, defenders are just too fast. Cyclone Steve, I'm hoping ISU beats OU later in the year. I just don't see it. Yeah, you keep hoping the matchup, the matchup 1v1 is not good there. It's not good there. G Lee, Aranda in the fourth year. So what happened to his recruits? Yeah, he's gone. He, He you cannot keep him. Cannot keep him. Uh, Jeff Woodworth was hoping OU would win by 50 against UCF and have their letdown game this weekend. Damn you, UCF. No. Tested them. Uh, James, I love the love your show, your guy, but come on, man. What did did I miss? I don't know what I missed. James, uh, Oak State beat a really good stop. They're not a really good West Virginia team. Garrett Green is still a great athlete. Okay, that doesn't mean he was not good. <laughs> Ollie Gordon may not be ready for New York yet, but he's working towards it. 29 carries. On. Do you think we... I don't understand why Oklahoma State fan... Why do you guys today, all of you guys have come in here and like tried to beat this drum? <laughs> all of a sudden, West Virginia is a really good team? Well, look, if if Oak State fan doesn't, who will? You don't, Oklahoma, West Virginia is not a really good team. And Garrett green is not a great quarterback in any stretch of the imagination by any description, You don't need to spin it. You have a workhorse in Ollie Gordon who has no business being in the Heisman conversation and at least let him lead the league in rushing first, which should happen in two, three weeks. Yeah. Let him lead the league in rushing first. How about that? I think he's fourth right now. Let him lead the league in rushing first. Yeah. Then let's talk because you you guys keep talking about Ollie Gordon being in New York. He's not a Heisman candidate. But then again, JJ McCarthy's leading the Heisman wagering. Yeah. So, yeah. But they're not, they didn't beat a real. Is there anybody in here who thinks West Virginia is some great program? No, they're
0: not a great program. They're <laughs> a great, they're, they're, they're a great little story this year. Hey. This is supposed to be an absolute awful team that has done
2: a little bit better than people thought. That's what it is. I'm just telling you, West Virginia. West Virginia is two and two in conference. What four and three total? You you've lost two in a row. Yeah. What real you lost at Houston? And I don't care if it was on a hail mary. And the 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 funny part about the funny part about. You know, the, the, they're a really good team. They're not a good team. They're not deep offensively. You have a quarterback that is dual threat, and he showed it. But after that, like, who's your best player? You have a bunch of C-level talent, and that's it. And I don't even know that Garrett Green's that good. I I, I don't. Like, other than, I don't know. It, I'm just telling you. Can oh. we please just be realists about teams? Do no, we, not when they're fans to? of that team. No. They're not they're not uh, going to. They're gonna evangelize, bro. I guess. Mr. Downtown, can we can the NFL please flex Sunday night games? Amen to that. Chargers and Bears this week. Why? Why what two of the worst teams in the NFL right now? And I love Justin Herbert, as we're all aware. It's
0: not about the teams, it's about the markets, and we all know
2: that. Yeah. Uh Eric for five dollars. The same attitude that Pat has towards Utah is the same attitude that collapsed the Pac 12. Agreed. Totally agree. It's a it's a similar attitude. Nobody watches the Pac 12. That that much is very clear. Yeah. Nobody watches the Pac 12. I that, but that's just my opinion. You know, like it's just I think when you look at the the national perspective on the Pac 12. It's very vanilla, very generalized because nobody watches. I don't even know that most people watch the Washington, Oregon game. Yeah. I don't think so. Did you guys see who's got the primetime game, by the way? <laughs> Did anybody look at the at, at the TV schedule? Here's the here's the TV schedule this week. Arizona State at Utah. Okay, that's on Pac 12 Network. Uh, This is November 4th, by the way, so in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Cal at Oregon, Pac-12 Network. Washington at USC on ABC, okay. Stanford at Washington State, Pac-12 Network, okay. Oregon State at Colorado on ESPN. (laughs) Deion's got another primetime ESPN game.
0: But I think it speaks to where the league is at and, and the commenter's point. Dude, this is not Prime's first time being in, in primetime. No. The league doesn't care who's working for a college football playoff.
2: <laughs> I just think it's great. They
0: care about the ratings, and that's it.
2: Yeah, I think it's great. I do. But, you know. Um, James. James is James is like a fight guy. Uh, Green was 15 of 30, 249, ran for 117 yards. He's a good athlete. I'm not a fan of West Virginia. I'm trying to be respectful for our opponents. Why? They're not a good team. West Virginia is not going to be, uh, well, you know, Oklahoma State did beat West Virginia. That's not going to help you. Like, they're not a good team. He is an average-ass quarterback. Yeah, no. That's it, period. West Virginia, surprise some people. You don't lose two in a row to Houston and Oklahoma State and call yourself a good team with a great athlete at quarterback. You you don't. And, and again, I mean again, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but if you look at West Virginia, who are their wins? Let's be real honest about West Virginia. Duquesne, Pitt, Texas Tech, and TCU. Where's the quality win on that schedule? massive disappointments in Texas Tech and TCU. Pitt is Pitt is, what is Pitt? Ask yourself that. They scored 6 points. Okay, great. But Pittsburgh is one of the worst teams in the ACC. They're 2 and 5 and 1 and 3 in conference. So where's the great quality win? There isn't one. Yeah. And now you've lost two in a row to Houston on bad fundamentals and you got beat by oklahoma state so i'm not i'm not the this isn't the sugar coated show and i say the same thing about oklahoma state the big 12 is a conference is one of the most disappointing on field conferences in the country and you look at you look at oklahoma state central arkansas arizona state k state kansas and west virginia your quality win is kansas and what am i going to say about kansas yeah, Jason Bean was a quarterback that day, and he threw for four hundred and ten yards. <laughs> what if you had Jalen McDaniel yeah. or Jalen Daniels what then what? I'm still your, your jury's out on on Oklahoma State, yeah man because the other thing you got to remember is how are the defenses that Ollie Gordon is trucking right now? How is Kansas's defense? They're 5-2, but how are their defenses? If you look at their 51-22, I would remind you that they gave up 133 yards and a touchdown to UCF on the ground. I think it was R.J. Harvey, who averaged 8.3 yards a carry against, against Kansas. So are we saying that Kansas is... Even a good run defense. Oh, they're not. They're not. If we look at UCF, if we look at, I mean, we could go up and like their games, their game, like they got beat by, by Texas 40 to 14. Their wins are BYU, Nevada, Illinois, Missouri State, and UCF without JRP. So if we really truth tell, And the the question that I'm asking is, how really impressive is Ollie Gordon? And how really impressive is Oklahoma State? I'm just looking at a guy like Jalen Daniels. And I look at Kansas. And if I look at Bean versus Jalen Daniels, Bean's had some better performances than Jalen Daniels. Mm Mm-hmm. Are they better with Jalen? They are. But is Kansas really that impressive? I don't know. I don't know. Outside of Oklahoma and Texas, who are further down the road talent-wise and far more talented than anybody else in this league, who's the standout team? Because again, I'm going to tell you, I think BYU's BYU's ascension through this league to be two and two and five and two. Yeah. That's one of the best stories in the league. That's one of the best stories in the league. Yeah. Is Iowa State a great story? They are. Iowa State at at three and one in conference. And I'd remind you, they're four and three in total. That's pretty freaking impressive, man. That's pretty impressive. The problem is they beat really not very good teams. Northern Iowa, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Cincinnati. The Iowa, Ohio, and Oklahoma losses do not look good for Iowa State. So I don't think we really know, and and they have such an easy schedule going forward at Baylor that you should win. You should beat Kansas in, in Ames. I mean, I think we would all yeah. agree with that, right? Yep. You should beat them at home. BYU is going to be a tough test. I That's just, in Provo. Look,
0: I think that
2: that fans are always going to have a biased
0: view, and I think that if if Ollie Gordon was in the sec you wouldn't know his name if ollie gordon was playing you know in the pac-12 you wouldn't know his name but you know his name because he's very talented he plays in the big 12 which typically is a raucous conference on the football field playing wild games you know you know what i mean like uh just just crazy endings it's it's what makes the big 12 the big 12 man and i think that Ali is doing everything in his power to help his team win football games. I agree. However, that does not mean that we need to make this guy the Jesus Christ of running backs in college football. And look, I get it, James. I'm not making it personal with you, man. I understand you're a fan of that team and that club. Don't be respectful to West Virginia. They're not a good team. They're a nice little story based on what we thought we were. they were going to do. That's it. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And it's okay.
2: And I look at nationally, Ollie Gordon's eighth nationally. And I mean, you, you, uh, Taj Brooks is second.
0: You understand to be in the Heisman conversation, he'd have to be not only the best back in the nation on paper, he would have to be the best player or one of the best players nationally to be in that conversation. Yeah.
2: And I think Imani Bailey and Jonathan Brooks. Just be number one in the league, and then maybe we can entertain it. Because at humor least then it. you
0: can say, "Hey, he's the best running back in the Big 12."
2: Leading the Big 12 in rushing; he belongs there. But I'm just—if—if we're—if we're having a a real discussion, there's not an impressive team after Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're being totally honest, like you look at the Pac-12, Washington's impressive, obviously. Oregon's impressive. Utah's impressive. Oregon State, I don't know. We'll find out. But that's that's about it. I look at the Big 10, Ohio State did it again. How come nobody is how come nobody's anointing Ohio State? <laughs> how how come is it because we're all we all have such a um, a swollen member over Michigan, the betting favorite to win the national championship in Vegas? JJ McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, who has zero numbers, the betting favorite now to win the Heisman Trophy. How is he the betting favorite over Michael Penix Jr.? I don't know either. But my point is, I look at I look at all these I look at all these conversations, and I I, I it makes me scratch my head. How come nobody is praising Ohio State? They beat the great Penn State. Where are all the Penn State fans from last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Oh my God, James Franklin is Jesus Christ. Where, where are you? Where are you? Where are all the pissed off fans? Where we said you're going to lose and you shouldn't have a football program anyway? Where are you? Because I'm right here. Where are you? Oh, that's right. You got beat by a far better team, far better team. And we can sit here again and sugarcoat it, but. Let's just be real honest about that game. How are? What did you see out of Ohio State where you were like, "Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not impressed with that at all."
0: Yeah, you know, I think the thing I'd say about Ohio <laughs> State is, bless you. Excuse me. Thank uh, you. They are the better team, mm-hmm. and I think on Friday we sort of discussed how, you know, Penn State was always going to have trouble scoring with Ohio State. Here's my criticism of Ohio State. This year, Mm -hmm. because it's been very different this year than other years. This Ohio State offense is not special, in my opinion. I think the defense carries them, and the Ohio State offense does what they need to do to win the game, which is all you need to do, by the way. I'm not discounting. I'm just saying my feedback is this Ryan Day team is very different than what I've seen in the past. I am used to, hey, it's Penn State, big week. Defense gets you a stop. We're going right down the field, and we're putting up 30 but every time. We
2: were supposed to see the great Penn State defense. We were supposed to see the the amazing Nittany Lions were coming to the shoe to co- collect the respect that they deserved. And then Drew Aller forgot that you have to have an arm to throw a football, and you forgot that McCord is a superior quarterback to Drew Aller.
0: Well, that's the truth.
2: And that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best receiver in the Big Ten and might be in the country. Yeah. I... And that Mayan Williams and the rest of that team ran for two yards of carry and Kyle McCord beat Penn State. And the Ohio State defense, if anybody wants to – anybody want to talk about Tommy Eichenberger? Oh, I know Ollie Gordon's amazing. What about Tommy Eichenberger? That guy might he, – he might be – the best defensive player in a very good defensive player uh, league in the Big Ten. Tommy Eichenberger might be the best linebacker in the Big Ten, and I think I could put him top five in the country. Yeah, it surprises me he doesn't get talked about more. There's no
0: no question
2: about that. And I'll say the same thing about Nick Saban in Alabama. Oh, it wasn't good enough. I love this conversation. Oh, it wasn't good enough. How do you mean? Because, you know, Bama now back in the top ten. Finally you know, what we talked about, but they beat a, they, they soundly in the second half, they dominated Rocky top. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't hang on. They beat the hell out of Tennessee in the second half. Yeah. But nobody wants to talk about another really solid performance out of Jalen Milrow. Did you see him running around trying to No, Jalen Milrow ran nine times for three yards. But he did throw it fourteen of twenty-one for two twenty and two scores with a pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to ask you, who's the best receiver at Alabama? And you go ahead and pull up the box score because you don't know one of their names because they don't have great wide receivers. But I'm telling you, watching every snap of that game, Isaiah Bond is is a very good wide receiver. And I will just continue to say. Alabama's going to win because Jalen Milroe is becoming a better quarterback week in and week out. And that defense is a really good defense. Nick Saban's defense is absolutely legitimate. And I know that's not probably popular. And yeah, you know, I think we're in that time of year
0: too for college football where we're in the meat of the schedule. And so people have stopped, you know, like if like Alabama is a great example of this. Okay. So Alabama loses to Texas. Everyone stopped watching Alabama. Even though they've gotten better and better yep. and better. Everyone, nobody, nobody seems to care about Alabama anymore, even though it's still Nick Saban. So when they play LSU on the fourth, is everyone going to care? Mm. So I'm telling you, you damn well better watch that game. Because if Nick Saban beats LSU, they're right back in the conversation, can, in my opinion. Can
2: you imagine if Eichenberg was on Alabama?
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, they'd be a much better team.
2: Much better defense. Where would he be? Where would he be? Would he be he would would he be known as the best linebacker in the country? I bet you if he played at Alabama, he'd be known as the bet if he if Eichenberg was at Alabama instead of Ohio State, I think he'd be known as the best linebacker in the country. I almost have no doubt about it. Um no doubt about it. That's but he won't get that. And, and I I hate Ohio State.
0: You do. So, You're not even an Ohio State guy. So
2: here I am sitting here defending Ohio State. How dare you? Because they beat Penn State. And nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about and the Ohio State-Penn State, why Penn State
0: is game. That though? I, and it's a great point. I'm telling you, it's not as flashy this year out
2: of Ryan Day. Because it's not spectacular. Yeah. It's not sexy. Yeah, They're punching you in the face. That's the Ohio state is that bully with red curly hair that nobody knows his name, but he walks up to you. He punches you in the face and he takes your money and he go buys a pizza puff and he dips it in mayonnaise. And then he flirts with your mom on the way home because he's got enough to grow a mustache and you don't, that's who Ohio state is. Nobody likes it. you. Nobody wants to be your friend but they're scared of you because you are so physically imposing.
0: And if you're Ryan day and all this stuff is happening at Michigan, right? Are you not sitting here being like, Hey guys, we're right here. Just, just stay in our lane, focus on the game plan, go out and win the game, go out and beat. I think they're at Wisconsin this week. They are go out and beat Wisconsin this week. Right? Like just continue to be undefeated.
2: I will. I I don't know. It, 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 Honestly, I want to throw up because I'm defending Ohio State, and mm. that's just not something I enjoy doing. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know how you're doing that
2: right now. I'm I'm not you sure. You want to explain that? I'm I'm not sure. But just looking at Kyle McCord's game log, spectacular. Like the guy has won every everything. And I'm looking at I'm looking at Tommy Eichenberg's game log and I'm asking myself, how is he not the best linebacker in the country? With the way that he's in their biggest games. Okay, and they've got three of them. He had five, uh, five tackles against Notre Dame in that seventeen fourteen right mouth punch. Right, he dominated Maryland, who everybody said, "Oh Maryland!" Remember Maryland <laughs> that fan was came so in. Funny. Remember <laughs> Thursday, Friday when Maryland fan were like, "You're gonna pay us a response we I doubt
3: that. Our crab cakes
2: are coming for that ass.
3: Well, you think you know it all?
2: Well, Tommy Eichenberg came for that ass in thirteen tackles, seven total so 7 solo tackles um uh and then against Penn State he had 8 tackles, 2 solos, 6 assists. The guy just was everywhere. And nobody talks about him. I I love it. I love it. I I I'm good looking too. Um Mr. Downtown, how is Rutgers bull eligible before any Big 12 team? Cuz the Big Ten is so easy. It it, it really is. I I hope, and this is again, this is just Uncle Monty's opinion. Monty, hey, I hope that I hope teams like Rutgers go winless next year. I hope that Illinois and Purdue and you know Penis Car Wash Northwestern all go winless next year. <laughs> I hope that M- Mel Dude. Tucker's Michigan yeah. State goes winless next year. McCack, because Oregon and Washington. USC and UCL, well, USC, who knows?
3: My bad. You
2: know, I hope they all go winless. I'm so tired of hearing about, oh, the Big Ten. You guys are Big Ten. (laughs) What? Frauds. Uh, Steve Lutt for $2. Beavers make the Pac-12 championship. Um, There's a good chance of that. I I wouldn't disagree with that. By the the way, uh, I know know we
0: showed the graphic for... November fourth's Pac-12 TV schedule. Yeah, I looked up this week's Pac-12 TV schedule. Yeah, who do you think's in prime time? Yeah, prime's at UCLA yeah. on ABC. Yep. So, yeah, um, just saying.
2: If you look at the Pac-12 today, the problem is Oregon State, it, like, it's all in front of you. The, the, like, the, the, you got to go to Tucson this week, at Colorado, Stanford, and then you finish with Washington and Oregon. Do you, really think, do you really think Oregon forgot what happened at, at Reese last year? Oh, no. When you pipe them? No, I don't think they're going to forget that. <laughs> NFL in four minutes right here on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, you know, you never pay the Advocates out of pocket. You never. Not one time will you ever reach in your pocket to pull out a credit card, to cut a check, to... It doesn't doesn't work that way. In fact, they don't have consultation fees. They don't have retainers. You can chat with an injury attorney right now online for free at theadvocates.com because they know how to handle whatever situation you're in. And you're like, well, Monty, you know, this thing at work today was a real bitch. Oh, I totally agree. But they've seen your thing. I came out wrong. My point is they've, they've seen your situation at work. They're the workman's comp experts at the advocates.com car accidents, motorcycle accidents. Hey, did you get injured as a pedestrian? Like they have this great, they have this great Instagram account that shows you all these accidents or situations. And they'll tell you who's at fault. Like it's, they've seen it all. You guys, they've been involved in so many cases. There's nothing they can't help you with. And if they're not the ones for you, they're going to tell you that at the com, The best injury attorneys in the business. Make sure you told them you heard about it on the Monty show. Let's run through your college football comments because I think there's a ton in the NFL. Uh, Ron Nolan, Mickey Rourke and Carrot Top wear Ohio State onesies. Hey, man, whatever gets you through the night, Ron. I mean, I'm here for you, dude. <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, Ohio state beats you dub. No question. Going to punch the ducks in the mouth too. Oregon's interesting. I think Oregon is, you're going to have to see how healthy your running backs are. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned about Bucky Irving. And I know that he got up and he was telling people he was fine. He didn't look fine. Yeah. He did not look fine. Yeah, he and... looked shook. He did, and that Washington State game that they were never winning by twenty. Oh please,
0: get the hell out of here! With they were never winning by twenty. They were ne- that game was never going to be. hell Out of here, win. dude.
2: It was never going to be a twenty. Win. Anyway, they played the point like is
0: crap in the second half.
2: That's why it wasn't twenty. Man, I don't know about all that. Um, I think that Bo Nix is having the season of his career. You don't go to Utah and play well. And I think that we've seen it quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. I'm going to dominate. We're going to dominate. We're going to... It hasn't happened this year, and the one that you can point to, obviously, is the Oregon State game. But did DJ Oyungale win that game for Oregon State? No. DJ was 14 and 25, 204 with a touchdown and a pick, and he averaged at 8.2 yards per throw you won that game with your defense you out utah so my question is now that bryson barnes is firmly in control of that offense which he should be my question is if you look at oregon is that offense good enough because what is it going to how many points do you have to score to beat utah at their place, probably 30. Something like that. Yeah, at Rice-Eccles, you probably got to score 30 to put it away. Because in their wins, Utah has scored 34-34, 14-31, 20-24. Yeah. Their one loss, they scored seven. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what Oregon team shows up at Rice-Eccles.
0: And I think Utah is doing a great job eating clock on offense. That was one thing that... I yep. think they did exceptionally well against USC. They they possessed it for a while.
2: Well, I also think they got some unbelievable performances. Um, I think JaQuindon Jackson and Sioni Vaki are. That's a really good Sione Vaki is one of the best stories in college football. Switching positions, playing running back because everybody else is hurt. Like, that's that's a really good story. He was also the leading receiver this week, five for one forty nine. So he's turning into a big play guy. Um, did you see the ball that Money Parks dropped? Oh, my God. <laughs> the wide receiver for Utah, Money Parks. got I, I know it hits you in the hands. I apologize. Next time I won't do that. But I think the Lander Barton out for the year, that's what we're going to see who steps up. Because that that was a big contributor for Utah's defense. But there's going to be a lot in this game. There's going to be a lot of days of previewing that. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of preview on that. Katie Rader, what's up with you? Uh, Scott Allen, what was Utah doing with the late substitutions? It was driving Lincoln Riley mad. He was screaming at the refs constantly. Was that legal? Yes, it was legal. Yep. Any time that the offense substitutes, you have to allow the defense to substitute. And what Utah was doing was they were trying to slow down the SC offense. So when SC substituted, they would wait until the very last moment to run their substitute on the field, and it was a defensive lineman. So those guys don't run quick. But the official makes you wait for that lineman to get on and the other lineman to run off. It was a brilliant strategy to slow him down. Yep. Uh, I I really do think it was a brilliant strategy. Jim Choi, that Bucky Irving is legit. Nothing a cortisone shot can't fit. Dude. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uncle uh, Filthy, u is going to be nice and healthy coming to Reser. Step into the wood chipper. We'll see, man. Damn. We'll see. Jim Choi, Utah beating up on uh, USC soy boy defense is not impressive. Okay. Uh, Jim's I, a hater. Yeah, I completely disagree. Um, Let's see. Monty, good to see you guys. Katie Rader, good to see you, you too. too uh Jimmy Ottson. the the big twelve is barely not a g five conference besides uh u t and o u this year has been horrendous in the big twelve horrendous uh when Ali Gordon lifts weights, the weights get in shape
0: right right, right. I, I mean, you know he's the most interesting running back in the big twelve
2: you know I mean it's yeah, it's amazing uh it's fair. what's up It's fair in the previous games they were twenty five twenty five and one against the spread okay you know uh 1939 national champions <laughs> Houston had 14 rushing uh the game was not close what are you guys talking about i am not a utah fan duck season okay construction work jeremy you ain't watching then okay um that was pretty much houston's super bowl so they were at home jacked up and played their best okay I guess I'm just lost. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez. Johnny Gonzalez. Uh, Ollie up. Gordon is the Deion Sanders of college football running backs. <laughs> <laughs> give him the trophy now. Just give him the trophy now. You know. Just give, it, give it to him, right? Uh, all right. Let's get you to the National Football League. Um, I. Who's the best team in the NFL right now? because i don't know i don't know that there's a solid answer to that the i want to believe it was the eagles but did you guys see the officiating in the eagles miami game
0: you mean the lack of officiating
2: like i understand that that pass interference in the end zone is never called but you're how are you not call, how are you calling and then not calling pass interference in that situation and the face mask on the sideline? How are you not calling them? <clears throat> like, uh, did the NFL, and I know this is going to sound wildly conspiracy theor- theorist, theorist. Infowars.com. So we were talking to somebody in the building today, and they said theorist. <laughs> and now I've said theorist twice. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a conspiracy theorist. Uh-huh. But do you guys believe that the NFL wanted Philadelphia to win that game?
0: <laughs> I think is that crazy? Kelly green uniforms and it's the Eagles. They wanted them to win the game. It's better for the league.
2: It, it just is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure and I don't even know how to spin this. I don't know how you how you don't call those penalties. I don't know how you do call those penalties.
0: Dude, do you know all the screenshots going around Twitter from that game <laughs> of all the uncalled penalties on the Eagles? Come on.
2: Come it on. is it is unbelievable to me that even you look at the sidelines and even on some of the the worst egregious calls The people on the Eagles' sidelines were like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? The Dolphins had 10 penalties. The Eagles had zero at one point in that game. Like, and then the two-a-pass that you had a defensive lineman tackle Tyreek Hill and the Eagles intercepted it and no call. No call on a blatant, blatant, Pass interference. That's
0: a flat out Madden where, stuff
2: right where there. Where <laughs> you have the, he just runs Tyreek Hill over. Yeah. No, no, no call. And the blatant holding to keep Jalen Hurts from getting sacked three different times. Yeah. And the one led to a touchdown. And listen, I understand it's Philadelphia, but how on earth did, did you like, you have the you have DeAndre Swift stop for a four-yard loss. The offensive lineman quite literally tackles the blitzing linebacker. By the head, no penalty called. At, at some point, we have to get on board with the idea that this is simply the fix is in. I don't know what it is. You can't just look past it anymore.
0: Yeah, I think that there's no question that a Philly is good. It's better for any league, the Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers, whoever you want to point to the Sixers. Certainly, uh, it's good for any league. And I think in the NFL, when the Eagles wear those uniforms and they're in contention, it's just got a vibe to it. And how do you beat speed from a defensive perspective? You play physical ass football and that's what the Eagles went ahead and did. And the officials didn't do a damn thing about it. And so are the Eagles the best team in the league? No, I don't think they're the best team in the league. I think they're right there in the conversation. I still think it's Kansas City. I I, 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 I think
2: it's Kansas City until it's not.
0: Yeah, like I, I think that every year, and I'm not the only one saying this, heard it all day, so I'm not claiming this is my take alone, but every year the Chargers come out here and talk about how they want to win all these big games and they want to do things. And then every year, seemingly, Patrick Mahomes and company put them in their place. And I I don't know why we're trying to dethrone someone who clearly is doing his job. I don't
2: get that. I think the Wales Vagina Los Angeles Chargers are the most disappointing team in the AFC, again. And we can play games and we can talk about how, you know, sex machine Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. He is. There's no doubt about it. Nobody disputes that. This team is poorly coached. Yeah, You have a ton of money on the defense. You have, I mean, everything that you need to succeed. I mean, you might want to have a running back of some certain stature, but that's fine. But Justin Herbert has zero protection, sacked five times for 40 yards. You look at, they ran for 139 yards yesterday. That's it? Like, your defense holds Kansas City to 70 yards rushing. And you you got doubled up basically. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to start looking at Brandon Staley and saying, "Yeah, you know, you're not a very good head coach, dude. You're not a good head coach." And the other team that I think we have to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. At some point, the Baltimore Ravens need to get the credit that they're due Mm -hmm. because I thought that was a shocking performance. I think the Lions, Dolphins, Chargers. I think the Bills yesterday got exposed. The Buffalo Bills, I don't know what you say about the Buffalo Bills. I truly don't know what you say that you lost at Foxboro to Mac Jones. You lost to Mac Jones. Not the Patriots. You lost to Mac Jones who played his best game of the year. And I don't think you, how do you guys explain that?
1: Yeah, we're not making any
2: changes. Right. How do you explain it? And then, and then to boldly go where few have lived to talk about (laughs) Bill Belichick reportedly got an extension over the summer and when he was asked about it. On his weekly radio show on WEI, yeah, he wasn't—he wasn't much for details.
3: I know you said last night that you don't talk about your contract, but are you happy to finally have some job security at this point? <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> did, you, did you work in a little extra vacation time or anything? <laughs> New office, maybe, or something like that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Awkward. Yeah, I'm not talking about that.
2: Awkward.
3: Bill, we get it, dude.
2: It's his radio show, and he doesn't even answer the question.
3: Yeah, we're not making any changes.
2: Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Um, The Nye Guy. What's up, Nye Guy? Good to see you. The Pack need to can every coach they have and salt the earth after. The Green Bay Pack.
0: The highs and lows of Jordan Love. Hold
2: on. Hold on. (coughs) At what point do you dirty-ass Packer fans (coughs) Finally, recognize that I know more than you about quarterbacks. Well, I'm a Bears fan, so I don't know anything about quarterbacks. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers, guy wearing a Justin Fields <laughs> jersey. <laughs> literally, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Jordan Love ain't that guy, and I don't know what you do because this team is is rudderless. If if you look at the Packers. Is there is there a is there a, a level of excitement each week that they play? Oh,
0: no, you're playing out the string here, and that's the reality of it, dude. Does,
2: that's the reality. Does Matt LaFleur does he give you delusions of grandeur? But I look at Bill Belichick getting his contract extension. And I'm just like, I would I would absolutely leave my trust in. Bill Belichick before I ever hired Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. This version of Bill Belichick, right? How many quality coaches are there in this league? If we're being brutally honest.
1: Well, obviously,
2: Bill. Look look at the league. Yeah. Are you really, are we really at all, just look at the, the NFC. Yeah. Are we really excited? Well, the Eagles are very good. He's a really good coach. Yep. Kyle Shanahan.
0: Mm, I'm going to say you have to give him credit, even though I'm reluctant to. You Dan, have to give him credit. Dan Campbell. I think the
2: Lions got exposed a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I love Dan. Big Dan guy. Pete Carroll. Mm,
2: mid. Fathead.
0: You're Mike McCarthy. Good, no, not a good head coach. No.
2: Yes, he is. No. um, You really don't think he's a good head coach? I think uh, that he is a victim of Jerry Jerry's circumstance.
0: I think that... <clears throat> Okay, yeah, he's a good head coach. I don't think he deserves to be anywhere near the top. You know, he's got
2: a super bowl.
0: Yeah. Dan Campbell does Dan Campbell doesn't,
2: but who cares? Yeah. I'm serious. He's got a super I care. I
0: I care. I don't give a damn what you He's a Super Bowl
2: champion. I think it I think it's incredibly difficult. If we're gonna use that logic, right?
0: Mm-hmm. then then Andy Reid should be well above those guys after yes, what he's done.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. I think Andy Reid is arguably the best coach in the NFL.
0: I think it's probably Andy and Bill, right? Those two mm-hmm. are on the top of the mountain, unless I'm missing somebody. No. I'm trying to think of who else there'd be, but I think those two are the top of the mountain. But uh, that's
2: my point. I think you have two, maybe three, depending on what you think of Sirianni, but I think you have two, maybe three, elite head coaches.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's it. I think the hard part in the league is that you
0: have to decide, like in in Wales' vagina, mm-hmm. you got to decide what you want to do with him because you have talent and you're in a lot of games. You're just not winning enough. I... You know what I mean? Like, you're in between. Like, your team's not terrible, but you you're not really, good enough.
2: You really have to think... I think guys like Sean McDermott have come and gone in Buffalo. Agreed. I think I look at the Kyle Shanahan's Brian Dayball, nah. Ron Rivera, nah. Josh McDaniels, hell no. Sean Payton, I don't know yet. But I know guys like Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. I have no idea. I don't know yet.
0: Yeah, I think what's hard about Zach is that you know they have that year, and then they're just not the same team this year. And I know Joe's been hurt and dealing with things. Okay, Mm -hmm. but it just it just feels different this year. You don't feel like that team
2: yeah I don't I don't think I don't think Doug Peterson, Frank Reich certainly not Brabel D'Amico Ryans is proving to be pretty good in Houston. Can we talk about the Houston Oilers uniforms? I don't care that the Tennessee Titans used to be the Houston Oilers let let's just let's just get this clear right now. I believe that the Houston Oilers uniforms should absolutely be in Houston with the Texans. Do you believe? <laughs> I just don't believe for any second, for any reason, that you would have the the Houston Oilers uniforms with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Oh, but money they used to be the Tennessee Oilers, and they were never the Oilers mm-hmm. of Houston. There's a team in Houston, and the Texans are far more the Houston Oilers than the Tennessee Titans. Hundred percent. That uniform is linked everlastingly to the city of Houston. That's where it belongs.
0: Well, wasn't it? uh, Was it SMU? I think that ran those out there earlier this year. That's
2: Dallas County, Tarrant County. Boy, (laughs) they did. They have a version of that. So at
0: least, like with them, I'm like, all right, cool. You're in the state. I get it. All right, cool. I don't understand why we like. Okay, powder blue is one of those hot colors right now. You look; it's all over the NBA. You know, uh, it's Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, obviously the NFL. Hello.
2: Hello, North Carolina. Yeah, but that's that's their primary color. Goddamn right, alternate. it is. Well, until you lose to Virginia, then you don't have a primary color.
3: Sorry if you're offended by that.
2: How did that happen? It's embarrassing, Drake. Uh, it was a good. Run. They
0: should have never been in the top
2: ten, dude. See you, Drake. Anyway, you were saying jackass. No, please. Go ahead. I think that the oiler uniform should be in Houston. Yeah. And end of story. If it's not, I think it is. I think it is a great travesty that that uniform is not in Houston. It has no business being on the field there. None whatsoever. Matt says, uh, yes, bring back the Houston Oilers to Houston. Damn Right. Uh, Mike Smith, Titan throwbacks to oiler unis are awkward. However, Texans have no ties to the Oilers. Other than the city of Houston, <laughs> like,
0: what? They don't have a connection.
2: Come on, dude. Brandon Butler. That would be akin to the Ravens wearing Colts uniforms. No. See the Colts, dude. You can't. You can only lead the horse to water here. Uh, you can't <laughs> it's help not the same thing. And everybody <coughs> has been saying that. Everybody's been saying this. It'd be akin to the Ravens. No. Because the Ravens, when you look at the Indianapolis Colts and before them, the Baltimore Colts, you are, you are, you, you didn't change the name, right? The Colts are the Colts. The Oilers are not the Oilers. You're the Tennessee Titans, the Seattle Supersonics. It's not the same thing that uniform that that will forever that that color scheme for the Tennessee Titans what is that color scheme that would be the Houston Oilers not the Tennessee Oilers um not the Tennessee Titans the Houston Oilers and it again i would just point out they're still the Colts you're not going to wear another team's uniform Oh, wait, that's right. The Oilers don't exist anymore. It's not the same thing. I don't know to hear about that. It's not the same thing at all. Those uniforms should be in Houston. Yeah. Period. Boyd Lake, Tennessee should not be using the Oilers' unis. That belongs in Houston. I agree. Um, 1939, Oilers fans do not like the Texans. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Bud Adams took that uniform and logo to spite the city of Houston. I think he did. Absolutely did. Bud Adams. Man, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, Houston Cougars wore the Oilers jersey. It was Houston, not SMU. It was Houston. It was Houston. That's who it thank was. Thank you, Gonzalez. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Matt, let Warren Moon and Mike Munchak decide. Well. Dude. why we, would, Why would you ask them, right? Come on. Uh, BYU Royal is super popular. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But
0: at least with BYU, I'm like, hey, dude, yeah, you're, you have different variations of the color blue. You've got Navy, you've got Royal. It's just so like,
2: for, like this Titans thing, A- everybody has been saying, oh, it's just like the Ravens weren't Colts uniform. No, the Colts are still there. Colts are still around. Colts are still around. He's out.
0: God, please.
2: I, I, this, the Phillies, the Phillies want to play a game seven. The Phillies want to play a game seven. Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> my goddamn left fielder, just not got anymore. thrown out.
0: Not anymore.
2: Just got thrown out at second base on a wild pitch. Yeah.
0: So let me get this right. You grounded out, and then you tried to take second on a wild pitch, and your fat ass got thrown out.
2: Okay. What is he fat. How is he fat? He's not fat at all. Yeah, he's out. He's not fat at all. He's he should not be trying to get to second base on a pass ball he just he should not be and any he, he's out god dog it just shouldn't it, the phillies have played stupid baseball tonight that's that's the bottom line and you did that with Bryce Harper on deck and Trey Turner at the plate nice like why would you be doing that it's so frustrating 4- uh 5-1 excuse me arizona over uh the phillies uh, end of the 7th there boss frog that's the kind of sleaze ball adams was <laughs> The Nai guy, I I also agree, Monty. Also, no city should have two teams that play in the same stadium. Totally agree. Yet they do. And yet the Clippers are getting their own build. The Chargers are a disgrace. Uh, I, you know we we've talked about this a lot. The Chargers are a disgrace. I don't mind it if the NBA and the NHL share buildings. I don't mind that at all. The Rams and the Chargers. I, I mean, you're playing road games every week, dude. You have no home. You don't belong. Like this the San Diego Chargers are frauds. They they should be in San Diego. The fan base in San Diego was passionate for you. You weren't passionate for them. That's not why you should be able to move. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't understand why you move to share a stadium with the Rams. Like it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's only to serve. And I don't think the Chargers or the NFL would ever admit this. And I said it at the time and people laughed at me. Why did they approve the Chargers to Los Angeles? Because there was already a built-in fan base for NFL tickets. Not for the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers are Southern California. The no, they're not. The Rams are Los Angeles's team. Only a little bit. The Chargers are only there so that you have ticket sales in Los Angeles every weekend of the NFL season. I couldn't agree more. That's it.
0: I mean, what's the NFL about? Making money. That's it. And they do it very well.
2: Uh, Carrie Lee, the problem on judging NFL coaches is because their shelf life is really short. Winner, you're out on Black Monday. Well, I think you're you're right, but there's only a couple of coaches. If you look at the NFL head coaches right now, if I go down the list, what has Mike Tomlin done in the last five years to be like, oh yeah, man, Mike Tomlin, he's our guy. If we're being brutally honest. Yeah, I don't think he's done anything crazy special. But again, you think he sucks because he won a Super Bowl in you 12, 15 years ago now. He's a Super Bowl champion. But Mike Tomlin has not been a dominant coach. You can't lose, you can't go what was that 2020 12 and 4 and lose in the wild card game. You can't go 13 and 3 and lose in the division round. The last time they were really good was 2016 and you ran into the Patriots. Bummer. But he's lost in the the wild card round since since they lost the Super Bowl to the Packers. He lost in the wild card round four times. And it's just not good enough. You're not you're not a championship head coach, sorry man. You're not. And it's not like he's developed. Has he won? Yes, could you do worse? Yeah, but that's not really the point. You win or you don't. And there the apathy around the Pittsburgh Steelers is, well, we make a ton of money cuz what did they do in Los Angeles this weekend? They sold a ton of tickets to Pittsburgh Steeler fans. You're making money hand over fist. Mike Tomlin, you're not firing Mike Tomlin. No. You're not. You're not going to do it. And I, I, I think, in my opinion, there are very few coaches where you're like, wow, man, you know, I can't live without Jonathan Gannon and the Cardinals. <laughs> Arthur Smith with the Atlanta Falcons. 16 and 21. Oh God, I, man! Is John Harbaugh an elite head coach? Wins a lot of games. Definitely a name. He's got a Super Bowl champion championship ring. But that's that's it. Oh man, he's been in the playoffs ten times. Well, we just trying to exist and make the playoffs. Or are we trying to win Super Bowls?
0: I, and I think that's the question that defines every owner in the league. Cause I think the answer to that question is different for every owner. I think, you know, like the Steelers, like you were just talking about, they're they never just,
2: firing coaches. Yeah.
0: They just, they just want to, they just want to make money, man. And, and I, I, you know, I, I think that applies to a lot of, you know, a lot of owners in the league. You know, I, I, I genuinely believe that Jerry Jones wants to win. I agree. I just think he's not, great at building rosters, so he's not going to win. Now, he's going to make a ton of money. He's really good at that, right? But, like, you look at other owners around the league, like Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay's fine with just being
2: mediocre. Yeah, they don't need to win they
0: don't. Bowls. They don't need to win anything, right? Like, even if you don't go to the playoffs, I mean, you'll make some changes, but he's going to make that money every single year. You know, the Cardinals, dude, Michael Bidwell has one of the worst work, work- workplace cultures in the league, and that's been the case for the last decade, in my opinion. And yet, what do they do? They make the playoffs once every probably three, four years, and then that's right, it.
2: Listen, the Colts have Shane Steichen. Yeah. Hey. Who I think the Eagles miss. But Matt LaFleur, I think Andy Reid, that, that's solid gold. Josh McDaniels, it was fun. Brandon Staley, goodbye. Sean McVay, really good head coach. Really, really good head coach. 21 games over 500. He's got a Super Bowl, two NFC championships. I would never fire Sean McVay, I wouldn't. Mike McDaniel, eh. Kevin O'Connell,
0: eh. But I think with Mike, like, see, Mike's a great example of this, right? So Mike's a philosophical one because Mike has taken your team farther than anyone has in recent time, right? You're much better now. He figured out the Tua conundrum. Like, you're now regarded as a great offense in the league. Like, you're heading the right direction. Isn't
2: it smoke and mirrors? Yeah, they they are. Yes, I would agree. The Miami Dolphins have the best offense in football i don't think there's any doubt uh but they can't stop anybody and uh, yeah they have the third worst defense in the nfc or in the afc excuse me yeah and if and i think they're the fifth worst defense in the nfl yeah they're they've given up one less point than the chicago bears so
0: are they a little bit of smoke and mirrors but all I'm saying is that when we talk about head coaches and yeah, like, they are. philosophical, uh, how the owner looks at him.
2: He's hip. He's cool. He wears off-white Air Force Ones. He sprints off the field after interviews.
0: So like right now, if you're the Dolphins, I would imagine you're happy with what he's doing. But again,
2: to the point you've been
0: using against me, he hasn't won anything. He hasn't done nothing. I mean, he's not a Super Bowl champion. You know, he doesn't have a
2: ring like some of these other guys. But again, this goes back to the, the, McCarthy, the guys who've won Super Bowls, Mike McCarthy included. Are we really sitting here saying that Mike McCarthy is one of the easiest guys to replace in the NFL? Because Staley, Eberflus, Lafleur, those guys aren't hard to replace. Those, those guys are not hard to replace. Look at any team in the NFL that doesn't have a quarterback. Not hard to replace the head coach. Because if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win. So if you're a really good candidate, like Mike McCarthy was, You said, I have a good quarterback. I have a guy that will spend money. I want to take that job. How many people are excited to go coach the Las Vegas Raiders? You're already going to get a quarterback again. Jimmy Garoppolo, complete waste of money. And now you're going to replace him again. And it looks
0: like Devontae is out too.
2: So I think you have to, if you're the Las Vegas Raiders, how can you afford not to trade Devontae Adams? Yeah. 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 If you're the Minnesota Vikings, you're not going to the playoffs. How, have you, how are you not trading Kirk Cousins? Look at the, if you go up and down the standings right now, look at all of the, the mid-table teams. The mid-table teams that need, that absolutely need to have a quarterback change. Right. I think we're absolutely talking about it in Cleveland, who's in position to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos, the Titans, the Colts. Like A- Anthony Richardson. H- I- how many years does Anthony Richardson have in Indianapolis? Man. Out this year. Yeah. So he's gonna be, he's your guy next year. So I think he has next year and one more year. They're gonna replace that quarterback. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, the Raiders. I don't know. What do you think of the Patriots and Mac Jones?
0: Well, I think this this Bill Belichick contract situation is really interesting because I think that obviously, you know, puts everything to bed and keeps the status quo. I mean, it clearly is a To me, I took it as not just that 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 you know Robert Kraft still believes in Bill, but that Bill's going to be there as long as Bill wants to be there. I would I, agree. I, I I think that that's what this contract says because this was really the first time, in my opinion. Bill's been in any type of question. And so you gave him that extension in the off season quietly, and you're just going to go about your business. You got a nice win this week, but for once I don't mind what Bill said about it. Bill was very matter of fact in that interview. He did said, Hey, yeah, Mac had a nice little game. We had a nice little week guys executed. We got to move on to next week because that's the reality of it. So I, I think if Bill can figure out the roster a little bit, they're going to be better next year, but yeah. who's to say?
2: Yeah. Not uh, Greg Hawkins. Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. I I'm sorry. Tyrod's play better than Daniel Jones. The so, problem is the financial implications. The system is a problem. I think I think that Daniel Jones is the wrong quarterback for that system. I think he's the wrong quarterback. I would I would stick with Daniel Jones. That's just me. That's just me. I it, it is I think it's really hard to waste that money uh, to Todd father. I keep waiting for one last time. Jerry tries to win. He makes enough uh, money in oil. He's got to go at it one more time at some point. Right. Well, I mean, where's boss frog when you need him? Because uh, the oil <laughs> do the oil exchange, the the money. And oh, my God. Um, Boyd Lake. Burt orange is ugly. So Texas never needs to worry. You really think Texas has ugly uniforms? I don't know about that. There's boss frog Todd father. You're right. Comstock resources is making money and over fist. They are. Uh, Harper says Pete Carroll will be in Seattle as long as he wants to be. Yeah. That's a lot of bazooka. They got to pay for with Pete Carroll as their head coach. You know,
0: the thing with Pete man, and this is, this is, this is precisely my point about ownership in the NFL. Pete always has them in that wild card fringe playoff position. They're always right in there. And everyone, every single year, is asking, hey, is Geno good enough to carry him? And, oh,
2: Geno! Right?
0: Like, that's the Seattle Seahawks conversation. And so, to me... You need a quarterback. You need a franchise quarterback. And I get it. You had to move on from Ross. Gino's a nice little quarterback. He's not the
2: guy for the next 10 years. And notice he's not nearly as dynamic without being able to throw fly balls and hope Yeah, with DK out there. I mean... yeah. You look at and and I I would I would point out Jackson Smith and Jigba caught his first NFL touchdown yesterday. Anybody see that play by Bobo? God damn with that left foot. Mm-hmm. How did he get that inbounds? How did he get that in bounds? That's what I would like to know. But here no there. Uh all right, Eric gives us five dollars. Say, did you see the hat trick last night, Monty? All right, let's move on. Um <laughs> I don't want to talk I don't stop. Why are people DMing me right now,
0: dude? We're doing the show. Just um, comment on the show.
2: Greg Hawkins says Bryce Harper coming up. Oh, it's over now, bro. Where am I on Prize Picks? Prizepicks.com, the official dude. fantasy uh, provider of the Monty Show. Use the link in the description below. Bryce Harper, uh, zero. Kyle Schwarber, zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm screwed. It's over. I need to even recoup. I need three of my five in Prize Picks. I think Juwan Jennings will be fine. I I think he'll be fine. Those these are my prize picks tonight. Um and you Bro, can I get the right banner please? Uh there it is. I'm terrible about this. These are my prize picks. Bryce Harper, Aaron Nola and Kyle Schwerber are zeros Those for me. Those should have been good. God. Aaron Nola is at 3. He's out of the game. It's over. Bryce Harper can't tap your mom. And Kyle Schwarberg, not getting, not getting on base. And when he gets on base, he gets thrown out. But I need him to swing the bat and hit the ball, and they're out of time. He's not coming back around. So could I potentially still win this? Sure. If Bryce comes up here and bangs one, Altuve comes through, and Jawan Jennings, sure, I'll make $8. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. They, they, the. How the how in a game six the quality of it back goes so far down? I have no idea. Because it's garbage. I really just don't know. Bucked up the official energy drink of the Monty Show in the description below. You guys, everybody was like, "Hey, Monty, I need I need some more bucked up samples. Go get them right now." Buckshot from Bucked Up in the description below. There's a link to get you six free buck shots. Game chip. No more headache. By the way, I said earlier three twenty two out two and a half hours ago. That was already. Uh, I told you I had a headache, hanging around all day. Not anymore. Feel great. Have great energy. Thanks to our good friends at Buckshot. Let's go. Um, do we finish it? Let's just read comments. Yeah. I don't. I, you know, uh, Dakota Tubbs wants to, of course, talk about Mizzou. Well, there's not a chance in the world that's happening. Dude, do you? So, what are you taking
0: that makes you think that that team has any chance to beat Georgia? I'm telling you, is is it
2: the Brock not, Bauer story? Is that what you're going with? I like Mizzou. No, I like Mizzou. I think they've been a they, they're a nice story. They're a nice story. Yeah, they're a nice story. But, but, you're starting to see the reality of life. Set in, like you're you're you lost to LSU. Look at it in Dakota. Let's again. I'll play the same game we played earlier with the Oakie State fans. Oak State, please. Oak State. <laughs> With the Oak State fans. Get down. Get down. Ooh, Trey I play Turner. center field. I'm really fast. Trey Turner popped out. Douche. What's the quality win for, for Mizzou? South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, K-State, Memphis, all at home. Um, Does K-State look like the win you thought it would be? Mm, doesn't. Vandy on the road. Oh, then you played a real team and got curb stomped. 49-39 by LSU. You know, at at Kentucky, 21 That's a good win. South Carolina, thirty four to twelve. But now you get George at Georgia, Tennessee, Florida at Arkansas. How? I'm gonna guess you'll lose the, the you'll lose to Georgia, and I think there's a real good chance you're gonna have a tough time with Tennessee. Tennessee.
0: Tennessee.
2: Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee's better than people give them credit for, although they don't have a quality win on their schedule either. Yeah. So.
0: But, hey, keep hoping, right? Nothing wrong with that. God, God. Bryce. I I think
2: the reality that's setting in across college football is that when you play these cupcake schedules and then you run into an LSU at Missouri Mm -hmm. and they stomp on your balls, (laughs) you're like, well, what happened there? Just a tough day. It really hit me. Now they're actually a good team, and you haven't played any. Yeah, and so we can go round and round on this. And I think Oak State's in one of these. Bryce, it's like swing the bat. Why does Bryce Harper? What did I ever do to Bryce Harper? Huh? How? That thing with his mom was totally blown out of proportion.
3: You are not. <laughs>
2: Oh, I am, dear. I am not a... Oh, get, get over his head. Get up. No, it's going to be caught. Fuck off. God,
0: dude. You know, you're
2: playing at the bank. Pull the baseball. Oh, but I'm Bryce Harper. My swing goes deep. Oppo, bro. Soft person, Tennessee. Yeah. Ask your sister. Deep. <laughs> Oppo. Macaque. It's fine. <laughs> God. You t- Let me get this right. You take the fastball down the... Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Jeremy Callahan, 4939 is not curb stomp. When you give up 50 points, dude, you gave up 50. Hello? Hey. I-, I
0: don't know what your definition of an ass kicking is, but that's definitely mine.
2: You gave up 50 points, dude. You couldn't stop LSU. You gave up. Bro, you gave up 50 points. What do you mean? And I don't care if you scored 49 or 49-39. I don't care if you court, scored 48. You gave up 49 to a team that, frankly, had lost to Old Miss and gave up 55 the week before they scored 49 on you. Look, <laughs> I mean, you know man, you know, <laughs> if we hadn't run that power toss sweep left tackle off Money. the half, and, and listen if the read option had you, gone differently
0: you gave up twenty two in the fourth quarter slick
2: they scored forty nine points I, I I mean look uh, yeah so of course freaking him boom can get a base hit
3: I reset. <laughs>
2: This is why I don't gamble. <laughs> this right here. Whoa. There's no gambling in Utah. No. that's I I a different
0: in, place, I'm dude.
2: a 50-year-old Mormon who's dying soon. Of course I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now, you want to talk about having
2: positions, that's a different thing. That's why I boss frog on the show yeah. and Teddy Wayman. Yeah. They give us positions. That's right. They, oh, okay. They, you know. I, I don't know. Uh, Tanner Plummer, I think everyone has a different definition of curb stomp. When somebody <laughs> scores 49 points on you, when someone scores 49 points on you, you got beat. Badly. You got beat. It is what it is. Yeah, Jim Choi. They couldn't stop. Jaden Daniels, who scored 49 points on you, sir? Okay, I feel better. No um, I feel like I have a lot of energy right now. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Jeremy Severe, if my high school gave up fifty points, we're we're uh, we are running gassers and tackle drills and beating up the JV. That's enough of that crap. <laughs> but look, Coach, we don't need to run gassers. Okay, but it was one. If hey guys. you guys had called the right play, and I could have bumped that ball outside, but it was designed Ooh. to go into the A gap. That doesn't matter. I know more than you let I settle this right now. I vividly remember when I'm channeling is a conversation. It might have been a kid named Cliff Gano or Mark. Was it Cliff Cano? No, I, I need, can't remember.
0: I need some other name like Wozniacki or some nah, Chicago ass name.
2: No, no, no. I'm unclear as to who it is. I shouldn't name names, but that's not <laughs> the point. I don't think it was Cliff. I can't remember who. Uh, so. Round Lake High School. No, it wasn't Cliff. He went to Stevenson. It was Mark, but whatever. I'm a first baseman. And this kid gets drilled and gives (laughs) up a three-run home run. So the coach comes out, Bob Petty. We go to the mound. And the coach says to him, hey, and I'll never forget it. Look, look, MF, or you're going to throw the pitches that I call. Or you're not going to pitch for me.
1: Boom!
2: Out of here. And the kid's like, "But you're you're not good at calling pitches.
3: <laughs> you're filling in for somebody."
2: Oh my god, dude! So the, so the coach, the coach, the coach is like, "I'll never forget it." He's like, "Okay, have it your way. Turn around, walk back." to the dugout. <laughs> That kid got shelled. Called his own game and he did not take him out the entire and i i'm pretty certain that they scored 20 runs on it i think i've hit it every time and that kid pitched every pitch of that entire game i don't remember if he ever pitched for us again <laughs> but he 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 was like okay and i remember there were some innings <laughs> and i remember that game so well cuz i did hit a 3-run home run in that game and I actually hit it left-handed. Thing. Wow! Um, but I just remember standing at first, and you know, like you can glance over, especially when you're a first baseman. And we were always on that in that dugout, and you just glance over a coach. He's like, "All right, kid, <laughs> let's go <laughs> throwing strikes." Fucking a! Oh. But that's my point. Did you, ever like,
0: look, did you look around the
2: infield to, you, to your boys and you're like, yep, we're going to be out here a while. Everybody knew what was going on. Yeah. Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody. Did, did you guys
0: like this pitcher just as a person or no? Like, was he in the group or no? I don't.
2: I, I, I if it's the person I'm thinking of. No, I, he was, a, he was arrogant. He was a drummer. He was like a rock and roll drummer in a band. mm and yeah, it it was. You're a Not good. It was not good. Uh, Jeff Woodworth. Anyone see Western Kentucky's helmet for last game? I'm not sure how I. Okay, I missed that's that. that's a Tanner voice comment. Hey, guys, 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 guys. That's hey guys. not the Tanner voice. That upsets Tanner. I,
0: I'm sorry. The feelings. voice. The voice. Sorry. Stop
2: being a bully. The voice. My bad. Pause, oh, bro. Pause. Jeez. The Nye guy, Tanner. If you want to see curb stomp, just look at the latest photo of Madonna. My oh. God. It, it's rough. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to catch that, Castellanos. Uh thanks, but I'll pass, Ny guy. Uh welcome to the nightmare. Monty's high school teammate got curb stomped. Dude, there we had some red asses for coaches. I also remember a uh basketball game um where <laughs> this other kid. Uh, Man, I can't. I'm so bad at name recall, but Buddy. Uh, Lauren. This kid Lauren Lauren, okay, sure. Was a forward who wanted to be a three point shooter. And I, I he he was a kid like I shot, I shot a legitimate, I shot a legitimate 45, 50% from three. Like I could really shoot the three. And so we would have three point contests, and he just could not shoot. <laughs> and I remember Ron Sapochek. There we go. That's my guy. There we go. JV basketball coach. Good old Ronnie Sapocek. Uh, we were, I'm pretty sure that that we were playing, um, oh my God, McHenry. And I want to say we were up like six, six, seven points with like three minutes to go. We were running offense to burn clock. That's what we used to do. And it was zone. And so Lauren was supposed to set a screen and run to the top of the key, but instead he flexed out to the corner and (laughs) shot an air ball for three. (laughs) I will never forget it. I'll never forget my coach looking down the bench. Tommy, get in here! (laughs) This kid Tom runs in the game. Oh. And I will never forget, dude. I
0: You're will so never fun.
2: forget Lauren. <laughs> so, Tom's at the table waiting. To come in. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren wanted nothing to do with sap Coach Sapochek. He like the horn rang. Lauren ran to like out to mid court and to the <laughs> other end of the. Bench. This is a code ten abort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. Oh my god, it was so good!
0: So wait, did he get chewed out or what?
2: Oh my god, yes. Because we used to have a we used to have a contest. My my JV basketball coach. We had a kid named Bob Zink, who was like seven foot, legit seven foot. Okay, could not dunk. He was seven foot. He might have weighed hundred forty pounds, and he would always say, "Okay, I'll buy the team a case of soda," and I don't remember what the soda was if Zinker can dunk this ball at the end of practice. Do you even lift? And Lauren was like, what if I make a half court shot? And I'll never forget everybody it was like, shut the fuck up. Uh, no. <laughs> and so, of course, Sappy was like, all right, Lauren, you're up. All right. And he, Sappy always uh, had that Sappy had that snap. Yeah. You're up. <laughs> nah, never made And it. then let me guess, he bricked the hell out of it. They're not even close. <laughs> Not even close. I took so much Scotties off. There was a hot dog stand on the way home from my house. Such a good one too. Called Scotty's Red Hot. Yeah. And Lauren would constantly be like, all right, for Scotty's Scotty dog.
3: But now let me tell you what now.
2: Free throws corn because I was a wing corner three shooter. And I shot a pretty good clip of free throws too. And he just could never beat me. That I took more pizza puffs off him at lunch. Like, I'm telling you. It was amazing, uh, Jeremy Callian. Also, for the record, I hate the Missouri Tigers, but they did a—they did not get effing curb stomped. That's so. Wait, okay, they didn't get curb stomped. Let's let's go to the <laughs> let's review. Let's go to the videotape. <laughs>
3: let's go to the booth.
2: <laughs> uh, total yards. Oh. They gave up five hundred and thirty-three total yards. <laughs> 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 okay, you gave up. Two hundred and seventy four yards running,
0: you know, that little thing where they turn around and hand it off.
2: Now, I don't know anything about football. You You know, you gave up forty nine. They scored forty nine points on you and they only threw for two hundred and fifty nine. But they had five hundred and thirty three total yards. um, You gave up forty nine points. And you understand that they had 11 penalties for 83 yards and you still gave up 49 points. Okay. Hey, listen, you gave up 274 yards rushing because you gave up 6.4 yards of carry. I want you to listen to me. Okay. Uh, I mean, listen, that could have happened to anybody, right? No, the point is, let's see, you threw two interceptions, right? You, you only ran the ball 21 times. You you and your hot shot quarterback threw for 411 yards, mm-hmm. 30 of 47, 411 yards. And they beat you by 10 because they scored 49 points. You got your ass kicked. You got beaten badly. A- in the second half, they beat you 32 to 14. Donnie, you're out of your element. 32, you did all of your damage in the first and second. You scored 25 points. Let me get this right. You didn't get your ass kicked, but at the half, you were up 25 17 and you lost 49 to 39. (laughs) But you didn't get you don't the sec I dude, the second half you got your ass handed to you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was not even close in the second. You did all of your damage in the first half. You got beat badly. (laughs) <laughs> like it's, I mean, you know, the Todd father, guy that works for me, was super proud of that LSU loss. You gave up, I don't know how I can say it a thousand times. It doesn't matter. It you doesn't gave up 49 matter. points, dude. It, it just, yeah. You scored 39 and 25 of them in the first half. You got your ass kicked. Like, and it's this comment Oh, you lost by 10. No, you didn't lose by 10. Think. Do the math. You scored 25 of your 39 in the first half. You didn't do anything in the second half. They came out of the locker room and physically manhandled you. Guy like, oh, I'm for listen, real. okay, let me just put it this way. You didn't get curbs, Tom. You gave up 49 points to, to LSU. So whatever you want to <laughs> lie to
0: yourself about, whatever story you want to <laughs> tell yourself, cool.
2: Your, your wins. You again. have no business being on the same field as Georgia. If LSU manhandled you, and the other thing that I would remind you, that wasn't, like, just so we're clear, you guys. You remember when that game was, right? That wasn't in week zero, right? No, that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. And I know it was in the Death Valley. Oh, no, wait, that was actually... That was in Colombia. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. So, just to recap, you know, little old Monty, you were at home. You had a lead at the half. You scored twenty-five points, and you lost forty-nine to thirty-nine at home. And you don't think you got beaten badly by LSU? Okay. Hey, man, you do you. I, I, I. Everybody's got something, man. Everybody's got something. Everybody got something. Tanner. Okay. I can get on board with that. They gave up 49 points. They got handled in the second half. We can all agree on that. They got their ass kicked. <laughs> I, Why are we defending? I don't Missouri, understand dude. this. Like what what? Like, what do like, we like, anyway? All right. Um, can we talk about the Grubhub guy? Yeah. Did you put that in there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys order from Grubhub? I I don't anymore. I'll be honest with you. I don't. And the reason that I don't is because when you look at the Grubhub guy, here he is eating your food. Look what he's doing. <coughs> That's a fork. And he's eating your food. On video camera, sitting in front of your house. And he's just going through your bag of food, dude. no. I believe that's Alexis. He's driving. Driving Alexis. He's in front of some business. Look, and he is
0: not eating slowly. <clears throat> and at first, you'll see a guy's going to walk out here and like fist bump this dude. I don't think that. I. Oh, so this think, is in front of a restaurant. This is in front of a restaurant.
2: I don't think that this guy right here. That's the restaurant guy. That's the restaurant guy. That's the restaurant guy asking him if he's okay. You good? Because he's sitting in front of the restaurant chowing down on food. Yeah.
0: And so the thing here with this story, it gets really interesting. So, oh. so the guy eats the food, right? The guy then repackages the food. Because with Grubhub or like mobile pickup like that. By the that, way, it's
2: finally Arizona wins 5-1. We're going to have a game seven in the NLCS. So when you do a mobile order like that, Grubhub food
0: delivery service, you know how they, they have to seal it, right, with like the sticker? This guy is notorious for... Breaking the bag, eating half your food, putting it back in the bag, and resealing it properly. The reason we know this is because the restaurant called the no, customer. Wait, wait, wait,
2: stop, stop, stop. Uh, Jim Choice says uh, maybe that's his personal food he's eating. Okay, I. What, uh, Jim? Would we be talking about this it... if he hadn't gotten caught? Uh they Man,
0: Missouri fans
2: are out today, did not they? they? They only gave up 49 points at home. You see, i guy of simple taste. Close games, he could be eating his <laughs> Jesus, own Jesus, Would dude. we be talking about this if he hadn't gotten caught and we knew that he ate the other people's food?
0: What the hell am I supposed to do with that, Jim? You don't put me in a strong position here, dude. Like, what? help me. Oh, my
2: God. Jim, do you want to tell the story, dude? If you want, go ahead, please. Maybe that's his personal food, Jim Joy. um, Maybe that was his wife's food. She's really picky. No. Yeah, that's why he's eating it. He's a Grubhub delivery guy. That was the restaurant manager who came out because the Grubhub guy took his food, went in the car, and all of a sudden they saw him eating.
0: Notice how he packs it up real quick after he's eating because he sees Buddy coming right if this is you know why would he do this if this was his personal food as jim is pointing out
2: that's not his personal food okay
0: dude. we're gonna chow down we're chowing down <laughs> okay. okay oh dude's coming oh uh, oh better uh, pack all this whoa, up
2: hey uh, here comes ron oh yeah better pack it all up careful, careful Oh, no, he opened more there you go that's him opening more He opened... I didn't see that previously watching this video. He opened... Dude, he is eating, too. Yeah, dude. He's smashing. Wow. And here's where things get sticky, because oh. there's a guy coming. And he's like, hey, you, you okay? Fist bump. Yep,
0: good to go. Because this is a small local business. Oh. That's the other thing you got to remember. This is not some big box.
2: So... Again, before Jim so rudely interrupted me. So the guy comes out and now all of a sudden, if you're if you're innocent, why are you driving away? If you're yeah. just eating your food or checking it for your wife, oh, because he's not. That's right. So the restaurant calls the customer because this has happened a lot, apparently. I'm telling you now, you got to stop ordering from these food delivery Don't services. do it, man. There's just no justification for it. And we talk about this all the time. Mrs. Monty and I talk about this all the time. We never get food delivered anymore. And it's coming to the point now where trying to lose all this weight and trying to be thinner and healthier, I I don't want to eat out anymore. Yeah, I'm not, like my wife, again, my wife is a cooking savant right now. Why would I trust Jimmy the Ogre to, to bring me my food untainted. <laughs> I thought you said Jimmy the Ogre. So why did the uh, restaurant call the customer?
0: Because this has happened multiple times, and this is a small business, so they don't want their reputation being tainted, and they have to pay for it to replace the food. And they have to pay to replace the food. Uh, so what they did is they called the customer and said, "Hey, can you verify the food when it shows up? Tell us the condition it's in." So what did the customer do? customer figured out that they have an iPhone and they FaceTimed the owner of that business. The owner saw the condition the bag was in. It was repackaged with a fresh seal, which is totally a huge no-no. You can't do that. But he did anyway. And half the food was gone. And so now they're they're not using Grubhub anymore at their business because this hack and several others has continued to do this to them. Can and you believe that? It's it's ridiculous to me. I mean again, this is this is uh, people think they can just do whatever
2: the hell they want. Telling you it's an epidemic and you cannot you cannot order from from these food delivery services. It it just it's so gross, dude. Yeah. It is so gross that this guy is charged with delivering your food and he's eating it. And the thing that I always the the thing that always worries me is even if they're just rifling through your bag, I don't want some dude's hands on on my nah. food. I don't want. I just. I oh, yes. I the the Todd father. I can't do it. No. Nah. I I cannot do it. Jeremy Kelly pro tip: go get your own damn food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Ottson, that guy is eating his wife's food and Secret Service agents uh, falling into the commander's mouth. <laughs> Seriously. Severe, why didn't he drive away? If you're going to steal something, at least do it properly. That's what I'm saying. This guy just doesn't care. Yeah, because he, he, again, man, he it, he knows that he's not going to get in trouble. It's Jim Harbaugh, All yeah. right, bad example. Well, no, it's a really good I example. Can't, I can't deny I thought it. He Because he knows he's not going to get in trouble. It's a wee fence. He's not. Uh, I thought Grubhub had plenty of drivers. They do. I, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Um, it doesn't matter. I think they all do it. Yeah. That's the assumption I would make. They all do it. Jeremy Kelly and restaurants call the customer and. Well, I think we explained that, didn't we? Yeah. You know, I just, I'm just saying it's, it is so gross. It is just, I can't imagine doing that. I cannot imagine doing it. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, next week will be uh, Monty Shogran, brought to you by Grubhub. No. No, I'm good. No, man. Won't do it. Johnny Gonzalez, too many hands are getting involved in food prep these days. I, I'm i not even joking. Like, yeah, it's really brutal. Jeremy Callahan, again, he got soy sauce on his khakis. <laughs> Just saying. I, 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 I don't think you can do it. I just don't think he can do it. Yeah. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no, what is the excuse other than we are too lazy as a society to go buy our own damn food? That's that's the question I need answered. Yeah. I need to understand like why, why, why would you do this? And my my answer is I have no idea why we why we would do that. I don't. I really don't know. All right. Game seven, ALCS, uh, series obviously tied at three. Uh, Rangers are up 3 nothing already in this game. Uh, Adolis Garcia is absolutely dominating the Houston Astros right now. Yeah. Absolutely dominating him. Uh, he is dominating the Astros. I think they may have woken up a sleeping giant there. Because, yeah. I mean, Corey Seager hits the home run to get the scoring started. Um, and then you've given up back-to-back singles. Uh, and it's 3 nothing now. And you're not fooling anybody. Yeah. Javier is is not fooling anybody. And this and, is
0: at Houston's place, by the way.
2: And, well, the thing that worries you, the thing that worries you for Texas is Christian Javier, he's a four, five, six ERA guy. Okay, fine. You're throwing Matt Mac Scherzer tonight. Mac Scherzer was not good in his last outing. We were talking about it live on the show. Yeah. Like he was not good in his last outing. Yeah, he got hit. And he's been injured. He's missed a lot of time. He has not thrown a lot. And I think you need to get this to five runs here. There's one out and a runner on second. You got to find a way to get that one run in another one. Yeah. I think if you get to five, this game could very likely be over. Because I have to think Boch is going to have a very short leash on Max Scherzer tonight. I don't know why you would let him um, look any other way. And now another base hit. First and third, one out. Now the double plays in order here. So that's not the end of the world right there. But I mean, you are, you're in a position now where, yeah, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be super careful here. Yeah. Um, oh, and they're making a change. Yeah. Dusty. That's it. Go. Dusty's not going to hang out. And, and you and have you can't, I mean, it's game seven. You can't. It is game seven. Absolutely right. The Monty show presented by bucked up, bucked up energy, the official energy provider on the Monty show. Again, make sure you get in the comment section. Um, Love that you guys comment all the time. Appreciate that. Want to reward you for that. Want to give you six free buck shots. Look it up in the description below. They'll send six free buck shots right to your front door. Go get it right now. I love watermelon and blue ras. Those are my two flavors. Look it up, Com. You need a promo code. How about you save 20% using the promo code Monty until tomorrow?
1: Goodbye, Jake.